What radio? The music you want. Send your requests and dedications to radio at keysdan.com. What radio? The music you want. With your host, Keys Dan. Alrighty then. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. Today on the program, oh yeah, the excitement is building charlotte mckinnon the sugar hip herself she is going to be on the program we're going to be chit-chatting about her music career and whatever else pops up on her mind i'm looking forward to talking to charlotte mckinnon uh, this week's shows uh, in Conway, Arkansas. Well, no, in Russellville, Arkansas on Thursday. I'll be at the Old Post Barbecue for the video dance party. Karaoke jam It's family friendly. So come on out, have some good barbecue. And if you're over 21, we have some adult beverages, some frosty beverages for you. I keep the music family friendly. So come on out. Six to nine, Russellville, Arkansas, Old Post Barbecue. Be there. Friday night, I'm at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas from 8 p.m. until almost 2 in the am and that is a 21 and over club i'm gonna have a good time and they got the full bar the kitchen is open they got 10 diamond quality pool tables and the pool tournament on friday nights so you don't want to miss that out on the party patio they have shuffleboard foosball a giant jenga game a giant checkers game so there's always something to do while you're waiting for little old me to call you up to sing where you you are the star of the show at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, 8 p.m. Friday night. And then Saturday night, Heber Springs VFW. It's the finale, the karaoke finale. I'm going to be performing on the big stage in the big room at the Heber Springs VFW on Saturday night starting at 8 p.m. I think they have over 20 contestants that are going to be performing at the finale. Now, me, thankfully, I do not have to be the judge of the quality uh, singers they they have uh, three celebrity judges that are going to be coming out to the Heber Springs VFW so you want to be there and listen to some great singing they got the full, full bar they even got some some good food there I, I, I believe over at the Heber Springs VFW I was there a few weeks ago doing an 80s night and that came out so well they were so happy with my performance and I was so happy to meet them that was the first time i ever been to the heber springs vfw so i get to be there they like me so much they said hey will you come back on the 28th saturday and i said yeah no problem happy to do it for the karaoke finale at heber springs vfw all right that's it that's enough of the my self-promotion it's time to talk to charlotte mckinnon the sugar hip calling charlotte mckinnon now Good morning. Charlotte McKinnon, please. This is she. How are you? <laughs> Charlotte McKinnon, you got morning voice. I like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's yes. Keys Dan from the What Makes You Famous podcast. How are you? I am doing well. How are you doing? It's been a while. It's been too long since we've seen each other. I I, I know we we just met. Oh my goodness, what was it? Uh, maybe ten years ago, maybe eleven years ago, two thousand eight, somewhere around there. And and I think yeah, it was in Coconut yeah. Grove at a at a club. I was with Exito one hundred five point five. We were doing some kind of a remote, and, and you were there. And and I remember you saying fascinated in my ear, and it sent chills up my spine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I vaguely remember that, but okay. So <laughs> good, cool. so good. And then the very next year, probably, was it around summertime, 2009, you were with KC and you came to Little Rock. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And then I was I was sitting backstage. Well, I say backstage, it's the riverfront and it's all open, uh, open air and, and just you guys showed up and, and you came up and you said, what are you doing here? And I said, I just moved here. <laughs> and there we are. Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte McKinnon, tell the people a little bit about you give give them a little bio i mean i know a little bit about you but i'd like to know everything <laughs> give them a <laughs> give, give them a little bio of, of who charlotte well, mckinnon I was is born in a little town called waycross georgia and um i came back to south florida i guess when i was around six i was a military brat so my family moved around a bit and um uh yeah i started singing at an early age in elementary school and then church and and um let's see i was in my first band i think around 18 it was called in total control the in the itc band it was a it was a local um uh r&b band we did covers and I had my first recording with them. It was a duo called Distant Love, which I recently, I haven't heard that song in years. Uh-huh. And I don't think it, it charted or anything, but it, they played it locally. That's all I remember. And, um, but it, it was exciting for, for a teenager to have a song on the radio, you know? I believe that. <laughs> it, it was a duet. Um, I can't. I remember the guy's name was Will. I can't remember his last name. That's awful. But uh, wouldn't I it be funny if it was Will? That. I am. I didn't. I didn't remember him. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember his last name. But I'm gonna have to Google that because I recently saw that on a list, a discog. Oh, and that song was listed first, and I was like, wow, somebody had that information. That's cool because I've never seen that on the internet before. That song listed under anything that I've done. So that was really cool. And then. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'd done like talent shows and stuff at church and stuff at school. And so people in the community knew that I sang and, um, and then I was singing in that band and, and then I got a call to sing. It sounds for, like you're uh, getting a call now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they that want you to sing somewhere. It says it's you. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. My <laughs> computer, my computer's a little be- behind. Maybe it needs an update. <laughs> I'm always slow to update my devices. But so after, after, um, you know, performing locally, I got a call from a friend and he said there was this young lady who was looking for a singer. Right. Her husband was, was looking for background singers, actually. And his name was Ishla Desma. Oh, and I know that was, name. Yeah. He was a member of the group Foxy. And they had that huge hit to get off. Yep. So I went and met up with them and we were singing background on Isha's solo project. It was myself, his wife, Lori Ledesma, and um, a good friend of mine named Lois Harrington, who is no longer with us. 
And then um, Lois left and Susan Gonzalez joined us. Well, Susan Johnson, who is now Susan Gonzalez. And we became Company B. Yes. So he goes, you know, when things weren't going so well with his solo project, he goes, I'm going to do a song on you girls. And that was Jam On Me. We released it and we started doing shows and we were seeing some, you know, local success. So we continued uh, recording. And before you knew it, we had fascinated. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that little song you sang the chorus of in my yeah. ear and sent chills <laughs> up my spine. Oh, let's back up a little bit. You said you were born in Georgia, but you you pretty much you're a Miami girl. Yeah, we're I'm about a Miami girl. Yeah, whereabouts my, in Miami? And I grew up in Coconut Grove, which ah. is a um, was a Bahamian settlement. My grandparents settled here from the Bahamas. Just how I ended up here. It's my father's home. My mother's home is Georgia, and um, I'm the only child of five that was born in Georgia. Everyone else is born here, so this is home. This yes. is home. I've been here most of my life, and you know, aside so, from moving around when we were small, following my dad around the country when he was in the military and um but you know this this has always been home so what branch of the military was dad in he, he's uh, from he the bahamas was, but uh, he came to the yeah. states and joined the joined the forces he yeah he was in the army and i i lived in the only place i remember living in is tech because i was too young to remember other places like baltimore and kentucky and oklahoma okay so know. so his army days were before you were six so yeah say, okay. by the time i was sick we we were back here very cool so uh mm -hmm. bahamian uh settlement in coconut grove how did how did you end up from georgia to there uh in or was your well, dad like there I before said, my dad my dad this is my dad's home gotcha and, and, yes in, in, the, in, in coconut grove and um uh my parents met in college oh and, that's nice yeah so so what is what does your dad do is your are they still around he is no longer with us okay what and kind of work did your dad mom, do my dad did an array of things yeah Yes, hustling. That's good. <laughs> Besides the military, he was a truck driver for a while, and he did some. Um, he was a. He worked with a. Um, what do you call it? Um, I'm not sure what you call it. <laughs> early for me, um, with a, a private detective. Yeah, oh, what? With a private detective for, for well, a while. Okay, you just took an unexpected turn. I remember that, him talking to us about that, and um, uh, so that's what I remember. That sounds yeah. exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> from truck driver to private detective, from from the army well, to worked, truck driver he, to yeah, he worked. He was like his assistant. He was not the private detective. Himself. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, your mom's still around. My mom is still with us. And what does she do? And she retired from um, Dade County. County Police Department. She was a criminal record specialist. Ah, gotcha. But she's a closet writer. Oh. Yeah, she, she writes. And we've been trying to get her to publish something for years, and she mostly writes short stories. And now she's into mostly uh, theological. That's what she likes to uh, research. So she's, so she's writing her. things down. I'm guessing she's got uh, notebooks and notebooks full yeah. of things that she's written. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, Charlotte McKinnon's mom. You got to send that out to the world. Uh, yeah, right. Short she, stories is where it's at right now because people mm -hmm. with this uh, limited, uh, what is attention it? Span. Yeah, limited attention span. Uh, they want the short stories. I know when I sit down to read, I like a, a two-page, three-page story, and, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm in. I got the, I got the information, and I'm out. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, have you? What kind of stories is, was she writing before the theological stuff? Um, 
stories about life, about family life and oh. her life and um I guess things that she'd read about and imagined or, you know, sweet. whatever her whatever fancied her. See, that's <laughs> so, sweet. That's yeah, sweet. She has a lot of knowledge about a lot of things because she's an avid reader or well, was an avid reader. She's struggling with her vision now. But oh. um yeah, she's eighty one. God bless her. Yay. She's a cancer survivor. Oh, right. And um, well cool. <laughs> big inspiration in my life. And, and you get you get to see her a lot? Yeah, well, I live we live together. Oh, that's great. It see, great. Charlotte McKinnon taking care of her mama. <laughs> that says a lot about you. A lot of kids yeah. would just put to, uh, somebody in a in a folks home and in a group home and and just forget about them. But no, not you, Charlotte McKinnon. You, you your family's <laughs> important. You got uh Family five, is five brothers and sisters. So. I mean, guys, I guess yeah. four brothers and sisters. Four, yeah, the there fifth. are five of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. <laughs> okay, how do how do you Charlotte in the middle? How how do you feel about that? How did that affect your life? Being a middle child, well, uh-huh. that's all I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, I had uh-huh. I had good siblings. My brothers are are quite a bit older; they're oh, okay. ten and eight years older. And then my younger siblings, we're the the younger bunch. I'm the oldest of the younger siblings. They're uh, two and. Seven years younger than I am. So, so you would be the one taking care of them. Uh, were you very mm-hmm. protective of your younger uh, siblings? I would say yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's pretty independent, you know. Once, yeah, I think everyone's pretty independent. So it it didn't take a lot to have to. So, did you go to high school to in the Grove? Yep, well, Coral Gables Senior High. Coral Gables Senior High. Yeah, I worked on a radio station in Coral Gables. Uh, it was at AM ten eighty. It was uh, WVCG, and then just oh. after I left it was the voice of the people somewhere around i don't know somewhere around 2008 or are you like from south florida of dan? course i'm born and raised in miami the florida where? keys all right keys dan that's where that came from okay but yes i was born in miami i went to lake stevens and saint monica school in miami and and then fort lauderdale I went to western high school and then i went to the florida keys and became a firefighter in addition to the radio and dj stuff so there you go a uh, little bit about me the youth is a quite inter- interesting life my uh, dear well, getting to know you, uh, Charlotte McKinnon, <laughs> and people people that listen to this podcast, they get little tidbits and little little things about what happened in my life, and and uh, they get to know me through uh, talking to other people. So that okay. that's that's why I like doing this podcast. It's just learning about folks and building people up and finding mm-hmm. out more about. Uh, yes, you are a superstar. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I, I, I love your music. I love everything that you Thank do, you. and and it's just I, I want to know where did that start, and then people that are listening will go well you know I, I can do that I can I can take that avenue and it helps yeah. other people to uh, achieve their goals and, and that's what you're going to be doing Charlotte McKinnon through this podcast through other things is helping other people uh, with their goals you're you're staying at home you're taking care of your mama but you're doing quite a few other things uh, you said 18 you, you started in a little band and, and you got some music on the radio that is exciting very yeah, exciting. Was very exciting by the time I graduated I had two songs on the radio which was Jam On Me and um, the duet, which was, uh, what was the name of the song? <laughs> Distant Love was the name of the duet. So by, I'm class um, of 86. What, what class were you? 86. We're the same age. Hey, class of 86 rules. 
and, I, and I know just after that, I, I was a baby DJ back then. I, I did a lot of uh, high school stuff, uh, all the parties. Hey, bring your mm-hmm. records over. You going to help me? Nope. You remember Belial and House Party? I was that guy. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully without the dragon breath. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so 1986, good year for you. Yeah. you. You get out of high school. Did you go to uh, college at all? or do I went to Jade South, Miami-Dade um, Community College. I had a... Um, I had audition initially auditioned for a drama, a theater scholarship, and I, and I also auditioned for a dance scholarship. And I was offered both. I took the theater scholarship, and then I stumbled into the uh, gospel ensemble uh, class and started just going on because I had that hour off. And I started going to the class, and I met the director, who was also the dean of humanities, who talked me into auditioning for the music scholarship so i changed my major the following semester to music got the i was uh, granted the music scholarship and i studied music for about a year and a half and and then i was working <laughs> a lot and started missing too many classes so oh. i left school and was working well, well you and did the gospel did you grow up very religious i grew up going to church i wouldn't say very religious but gotcha. i grew up going to church but my mom's father was the bishop of a um, church of Christ written in heaven in Georgia. He had a church. So that it's a big part of our foundation, but I wouldn't say it was a heavily, re- we had a heavily religious family. Right, so. right. Well, I was Catholic. Yeah. Now I'm American, I guess. You know, you grow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my dad's family's Catholic, you know, so yeah, I'm I believe in inclusion, so yeah, the church that I attend mostly now is kind of non denominational, right? Right, so yeah, sounds Mm -hmm. like uh, people that are searching, you know, just looking for answers uh, of how how the uh, why the world is the way it is and and how it became, and yeah, always looking for answers, just getting together, wanting to serve God, and and not you know, now that's the thing I I miss a lot is, is the fellowship. Uh, the thing I like about about church is the fellowship. You get to meet mm-hmm. people, and and most of the people are pretty pretty nice. You know, pretty nice people. At least during that hour. Ah, <laughs> you got that right. Meet them in the club the night before. Uh uh-uh. uh Everybody's on their best behavior. At church, <laughs> it's a great community to be a part of, and just very cool. And grow in your faith. You know, so that's why I do it. It's something to um, inspire you and and to and to take you through your week. Sometimes you just need like some inspiration to take you through and i believe i believe in the word so you know reading your bible and learning the word and being closer to god in that way i think that's important too but everybody has their own way of doing things and i'm not one to knock anybody because i'm like there's it's a big world out here and i'm sure god has a lot of ways for us to get to him that's how i feel about my spirituality so very um, cool charlotte mckinnon mm -hmm. appreciate that appreciate you sharing that piece (laughs) so all right you you got into college you were going to do theater and i noticed you have some imdb credits we can get into that in a little bit or or we can get into that now if you if you'd like uh, I, I saw on your imdb you had a couple of uh, of credits as i guess as yourself mostly mm-hmm. as uh, let's see the the blue hedgers that looked like something from 2002 what what was that or the the blue healers the blue healers sorry my eyes what is the, the blue, blue he- the blue healers a tv series I'm, I'm, you've lost me dan i'm like where are we now 
now. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm I'm on your IMDb page, and I'm I'm looking at some of the credits that you had, and you had the in laws, and you had Company B uh, featuring Quest, uh, Soldier Boy. It's a uh, the video, okay. the video short that you have on there, and then you had Glass Glastonomy from uh, Glastonbury from 2017. Okay, these are probably clips that people have loaded, or gotcha. And my name was attached, so I need to catch up and see where you are. IMDb. <laughs> the girl's got an IMDb page. She's got credits on her IMDb. She doesn't and even I'm know like, how much of a superstar she is. You know, the funny thing, um, I didn't know I was, I didn't even know that you could Google me until like maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> and, and I, um, uh, someone uh, introduced me to, to this guy who's trying to get me, my friends are always trying to get me married. Oh. Um, someone introduced <laughs> me to, to this guy and he goes, when we first talked on the phone he goes so um um how long do you plan to be singing you know singing and all this stuff and i'm like how do you know i sing it and he goes well i googled you and i'm like you googled me you can do that so my goodness you could google me anytime you like because keys dan likes that to be googled funny. and yes i talked about myself in the third person actually i talked about myself in the fourth person because keys dan is my stage name so there <laughs> all righty okay well all right i derailed this podcast a little bit let's go back to yeah, let's go back fun. to college forget Girl, about all that imdb stuff I, well i just logged in <laughs> <laughs> we'll get so to that the in-laws, okay the flatliners i that's a different person that's a charlotte mckinney see there are lots of charlotte mckinnons i learned that too yeah. when i googled well stuff. these are the ones that are so attributed to you the in-laws was um yeah we were kind of playing ourselves that was a little segment in that movie or where casey and the um sunshine band was in the in the um what was it like the pre-wedding yeah probably the house band or something yeah no well it was the band that was it was like a special surprise for the the bride and groom to be and i think it was like the pre-wedding party or something like that well that would be a um, special surprise if you showed up with harry wayne casey yeah so we're there (laughs) as the surprise for them and you know and that that was fun that was a lot of fun that was the the first movie i was ever in that's cool (laughs) yeah but lots of television appearances with Casey and with um when I was touring with J-Lo. I'm skipping ahead a little bit here. Ah, a little bit, a little bit. A little, little taste of what's okay. to come. So we'll go back to college. After college, I left. I was working, doing shows, and then I got a call from a high school friend what, what, about a band in the Bahamas. Oh, and what kind of Joe jobs did you do? For a while. Day jobs? Yeah, what kind of Joe jobs did you do? Stuff with hairnets? I, I, well, let's see. I think I worked at Denny's for a day. Ah. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't digging that too much. I worked as. I worked at. Uh, do you remember Birdines? I remember Birdines. I worked at Birdines in high school. Um, in the um the photography studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did the mm-hmm. one at at, uh, at Walmart, which is also the Sears studio. Okay. Yeah. yeah so and yeah, I worked there, and um, I worked as a camp counselor in high school as like the dance coach for the kid there that's cool yeah and i i think that's pretty much all the day jobs oh i think i worked at a hair salon for a little bit a friend of mine had a hair salon and i was his receptionist for a little while all right but, well if you didn't become Charlotte <laughs> McKinnon, like, no, super really singer, 
Yeah, well, if you didn't become super singer, which one of those four jobs do you think could have sustained you for the rest of your life without causing you too much havoc in your head? I don't think I'd have stayed at anything. <laughs> so. hey, not- I would probably have gone, moved to the Keys and found a job down there with some resort or some on the beach somewhere. Oh, I we'd like have been to be working outside. together down there. Yes. <laughs> I yes. like to be outside. And I don't know. Music always kept finding its way back into my life, even when I thought I was giving it up. You know. All right. Well, let's go to the Bahamas since that's part of your heritage. Your part, mm-hmm. part of your your, your dad's uh, homeland. I guess uh, you said you went to the Bahamas with the. I band. went to the Bahamas. I I stayed in Nassau for a few months and worked with a band there called High High Voltage, which later became the Baja Men. Oh no, that's great. Let the dogs out. Well, maybe you can answer that fine question because I never did find out who let the dogs out. <laughs> It was probably Isaiah. Okay. He was the leader of the band. He probably let the dogs out. Yes, we're going to blame Isaiah. <laughs> Thank you, Isaiah, for answering the question. Thank you, Charlotte McKinnon, for answering the question, who let the dogs That's out. Funny. I've been, been wondering that and that little earworm that gets for in my all head. Yeah. I, I came back to um, Miami, and I got pregnant with my daughter. Hey. And, um, and so I, I, I had it. my daughter, Erica. She's my, my son and my stars and my moon and all that stuff. She's a sweetie. She's uh, 29 now. <laughs> wow, that had to change your life completely. That did. And um, it slowed things down for a minute and just kind of gave me perspective on, you know, what was really important to me. And um, For sure. So, um, what is yeah, Erica doing? You can brag good. on her. <laughs> Erica does um, uh, um, creative. Ev- she does like uh, installations for events. So, what do you call that? Uh, well, I guess um, uh, yeah, just setting up for events and stuff. Mm-hmm, but she does these art installations. Wow, she's been doing them. Um, and she she's just an artsy fartsy kind of kid. And well, she's not a kid anymore. She's always gonna be my kid. I still call her a kid. Well, being from um, Coconut Grove, artsy fartsy is the way to go. Uh, the, the, if, if you ha- and for these, this is for the listeners. If you're taking the walking tour of the What Makes You Famous podcast, if you get to Coconut Grove, you'll know exactly what I mean. You go in there, and it's just it ve- it's very Bohemian, Bohemian for the Bohemians. <laughs> if I pr- if I can pronounce those two words uh, kind of identically. And, and, yeah, so yeah, growing up in, in Coconut Grove, I'm guessing you had a little bit of an of an art feel to it, and mm-hmm. and did you raise Erica in the same place? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think she was exposed to a lot of uh, art, um, visually and musically, and uh, so she studied theater quite a bit. She loved the theater, so she took lots of lessons. She went to theater camp at UM. She did the Coral Gables um, Children's um, Theater there. And um, she just kept that's what she kept busy with. And then she she went to school. But unlike but just like mom, she dropped. out. (laughs) Hey, I went to college a bunch of times, you know, just enough to do, uh, you know, just enough to get my radio license, just enough to get my firefighting license, just enough to get to my paramedic license. I wasn't going to go all the way. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of an on the job type of person myself. You know, you get Mm -hmm. into a job and and you learn from the people that are there. And and you as a as, as a performer, you could learn on the job. Uh, and and, perf- and perfect your craft as you're going. Yeah, that's possible. You have to be very astute, though. Yes, I mean, I, I, I hey, you learn anybody... a lot. I think you learn a lot in school 
cool and yeah. you learn a lot hands-on but um it depends on the person oh anybody who loves math please t- do math save the world go be a scientist <laughs> love it you know i'm not that guy you know i, I but I, I do appreciate the people that are yes so all right so bragging on okay. erica continue so, <laughs> on erica. she's recently engaged hey and- all right <laughs> And um, her fiance also does the art installations. He's he does them around the world. He's on a little bigger scale. They do a lot of projects together as well. But um, wow, yeah, so well that's, that's great. The art is in, wonderful. She lives, she lives in New York. Oh, okay, all right. So she yeah she got out of Miami and went to an even bigger <laughs> town. <laughs> yeah, she, you know, I, I guess she loves it because she's been gone for ten years now. Wow. Oh, mm-hmm. I hope you get to talk to her all the time. Yes. All right, Erica, call really your mom. We're very close. And she loves podcasts, so she's going to love this. <laughs> Getting to know a little bit more about mom. Well, you know, if, if we want to, we can dig into the, uh, all the crazy stuff that you did as a kid. Now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's entirely up to you. Yeah. After having Erica slow down a little bit, I wasn't recording as much. I did do some recordings before, between uh, um, leaving C- Company B, because Company B, remember, was was during high school yeah let's school let's let's go with that let, let, your company b you started in 86 yeah that was, there. During, that was like during high school and then before i could enter college i was replaced in the group so right right that was short-lived right but <laughs> but you still did come up with the one song right um i i sang on jam on me yes. and i sang fascinated right and there was another song that a friend of mine recently sent to me that i didn't I don't think it was ever released, but um, there was a YouTube clip for it. So maybe it was. Maybe it was released on some kind of obscure. Well, um, was the YouTube clip it, live it, or, or was it? it? No, it wasn't live. It was just uh, the song on YouTube. And it said Company B. It's called Turned Up. And he plays it. And he goes, Charlotte, is this you? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't even remember that. So I had to listen to it like four or five times before I could really even recognize my voice. Mind you, that's like 30 years ago. Right, right. 30 years ago so um that was pretty weird (laughs) so but the so jam on me and fascinated are the only songs that i sang on that made it onto their album that they didn't take my voice off of okay after i was i wasn't i was no longer in the group but you still got some credit for it or you didn't or how how did that work out they tried not to give me credit Uh uh-huh you know so i had to kind of do my homework and make sure that that worked out for me it took a while took a very long while well i know that the girl groups that they were making back then it was kind of a, a thing I, I think they did expose as well and there was a, a rotating members in, in that yep. and yep. and they had the same kind of uh, of, of pitfalls uh, with uh, yep. getting credit as well back then the groups were uh producer driven or and you know and freestyle was more of a dj driven type in you know genre of music back then so um yeah it was not much love for the artists but but, you know, I stuck with it and eventually I got, you know, acknowledgement and credit for it. So it all worked out. Yeah, um, I can see it on the Wikipedia page for sure that <laughs> you are credited as being part of Company B. And, and yeah. you know, and, and uh, you got back together with them a little more short, recently. For a short period of time, yes. Bit. Okay. Um, I, 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 um, I was the person that brought the group back in initially 
and um well I was approached after from a KC um concert after a KC concert KC would introduce the band and he would say that I was the you know the original voice of this song and he goes you might remember it and I would sing a little piece of it so there was some freestyle promoter in the audience of one of the shows and then he later contacted me and asked if I would do a show so I was still um very good friends with Susan and I asked her if she wanted to do it and you know I um included my friend my good friend Rachel Leslie um who lives out in Vegas now I got you yes Um, that's right I, I got Rachel involved with us and and we you know we went out and did some shows and and then that kind of took its own direction <laughs> and I just continued with what I was doing and now Susan is running the group well so. by all accounts Susan Gonzalez Johnson she is wonderful uh, you know I, I appreciate seeing all her stuff come up on social media as well and she mm-hmm. really is promoting the company B band uh, for that matter but it was yeah, it was such a hoot to s- yeah it was such a hoot to see you guys there and I remember I guess you performed at a skating rink uh, when I first uh, when, when you first came back together if that was if that's correct mm, our very first show was at the AAA well Freestyle Explosion gotcha gotcha I don't think I made it to that event but uh, alright well yes 1987 when that song came out and I'm sure you had some mixed feelings on that when it was you know number one and you weren't getting credit there but moving on from 1987 mm-hmm. where did you go I had a few singles that I released um i think thief in the night was the first one and um dance to the rhythm and honeybee can Um, can we get a hold of these songs anyway yeah they're all available on itunes Uh, okay and they're all under discology yep they're under the discology and they're also discography and they're all they're also available um you can find the, the videos on youtube for those and and they're on itunes i know for sure well i'm finding um, all the links so i can put them on the show notes for sure <laughs> i'm trying to think of what other songs i had during that time let's see <laughs> it's kind of hard to come up with them off the top of your head yeah but certainly you you stayed active in music they very much so so I, after those singles is when i left to i was kind of waiting out the end of that record deal right and i left and that's when i went to the bahamas yes yes I come back from the bahamas and i uh was being a mom <laughs> yes you were and then i started doing just like local gigs just you know put a few books in my pocket and um and to keep singing and and figure out where, where i was gonna go next so what, i what had kind of, a, what kind of local gigs Did you do bars or weddings bar mitzvahs uh um county a fairs of everything a little, <laughs> a little of everything i i worked with a gentleman named um alan harris who's a jazz singer i oh. sang back up with with alan and um he would feature us occasionally <laughs> and then um i also sang at monty's i started at monty's in coconut grove yeah. where i have been back and forth in that place since like 1991 i like so that. anytime like in between tours and everything the only time that i wasn't there for a long stint was like when i was on tour with for the 12 years i was out with casey okay uh, how did casey start <laughs> 
let's let's I'm go there since there. you keep mentioning oh, okay you're getting to that okay <laughs> i'm so excited yeah. i'm so excited charlie mckinnon i want to know <laughs> yeah well yeah so after um doing i was doing local gigs you know clubs around town the clevelander and oh, that's um, cool. some some wedding bands and um you know lots of other stuff i've done a lot of i did a lot of session work you know during that time too when i wasn't um what does session work entail recording myself uh background vocals for other singers oh i like that i hooked up with a um two very talented young men um uh kiki garcia and hector amagir he the uh kiki wrote um oy, oy. that's his famous oh, the conga. yeah he was in uh he was the percussionist the original percussionist in that come band. on that is so that song I, is I all percussion up, good yeah, job i hooked up with him and um with the two of them and was doing quite a bit of session work so i was doing a lot of stuff on the latin market um backgrounds for a lot of artists on the latin oh. latin scene. um and so i, I, I have like a little that. back i have a little backstory to my spanglish so <laughs> on my job at Burdine, there was it was commission based uh-huh. so we got a small salary and then you you make commission on how many sales you could make and um during the week you would call and try to make appointments and and on the weekends you'd go down and hand out the gift certificates to people and then you'd come up and you get their information and come up and call them during the week <laughs> to get them to come in and, and do a photo shoot so um there was a fan we learned a script uh-huh. and um and there was a spanish script and you know being in south florida and i worked at the downtown store on miami <laughs> avenue in flagler <laughs> right on the middle and, um, yeah and when, and when i think <laughs> i've been in that right store <laughs> when 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 i couldn't um i wasn't getting enough appointments because i i didn't speak spanish so i took the spanish script home and learned it i listened to them say it enough and you know having a musician's ear i could just kind of mimic yeah. and pr- pretty much sound spanish so i learned that script and I, the I, they, my uh, um supervisor was so impressed i got employee of the week for like a whole month how did that feel <laughs> because that was great <laughs> it was so funny and she was like i can't believe this girl she doesn't speak a lick of spanish but i could speak just enough i could say just enough of the script to get them get their information and then pass it along to somebody so it would still be my um appointment that was kind of cool all right charlotte mcclean you you kind of just glossed over it it doesn't matter how big of a star you become it's nice to be recognized by your peers it's nice to get those (laughs) accolades so yay birdines you recognized She did a good job, and you that gave her a little fun. award. <laughs> well, you know, so they when I met Kiki and Hector, yeah. they're like, "Do you do you speak any Spanish?" And I'm like, "No, but I can learn." Right. Definitely. And they go, "Okay, so we'll we'll try something." So they brought me in, and I started doing background vocals for artists like um, El Puma and um, uh, uh, Asuka Moreno. That's great. I don't Asuka Moreno. They're, they had a big hit called Mambo, and I sang all the backgrounds and all the ad-libs. And then it led to them winning a Latin Grammy and getting a, a Diet Coke commercial. And then I got called to come back and do all the back, backing vocals for the Diet Coke commercial, which ran for a, 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 almost a year internationally. So Damn. that was a nice little paycheck. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what, what felt better, getting the Bird Irons Award or getting that uh, Latin Grammy? I, it's all the same to me. It's like how much work you you put in this 
yes. working and you get to see results coming back. So it's it's pretty much I look at I try to look at it all the same. If if I'm working with Casey and the Sunshine Band or if I'm working at Monty's, I try to put in that same effort because that's how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Bert, um, Monty's is a chance for me to practice for those other gigs. You yeah, know? for those people listening, whatever you do, do it well. Excel. Uh, be like Charlotte McKinnon. Be the best. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do it yeah. do it right right i had this phrase someone asked me if i was gonna try to sing forever aren't you gonna try to do something else because you can't you know try to become a star your whole life what? and that's like i'm gonna sing for two dollars or two million dollars so. yeah <laughs> yeah people ask me uh you're 50 now you should stop djing i don't think you're in touch with the kids i just did a prom and i think i'm plenty in touch i don't think i'll right? stop. just keep going right <laughs> <laughs> so the performer's got to perform. You. The show must go on. All those cliches. It's true. So uh, we did. Um, who else did we do? We did. Um, did I say Cheyenne? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Blasio. Wow. There was some songs on his album. And, you know, so that was fun. And um, yeah, these are some big Latin artists. And and you're in Miami, in the heart of it. Just, to, you know, there's three or three or four different places in this country that you think of when you're thinking of, you know, where the famous people go. Where, where do you go to record? Where do you go to make it? Yes, you can go to Hollywood. You can go to New York. Go to Miami, Nashville, if you want to do the country stuff. So but you're in it. Uh, you, you know, you've, you've probably met so many people and worked with so many people down there this is just my imagination you can confirm or deny anything <laughs> but charlotte mckinnon we're taking we're going through your life you you're a latin backup singer in addition to your credits that's fantastic yeah. so that also led to i there was an, a young lady anita wilson that sometimes came in and i would do sessions with her they i, I guess they used her you know for other music as well and she was um um, connected with the uh, Estefan camp. So she was over there doing a lot of work at their studio. And um, when Juan Cicada was starting his career, oh, you I mean, remember you mean him when they Americanized him and said John Cicada? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still call him Juan. But, um, so when, I, because I remember, you know, the, the guys that I sang with at Monty were all from UM. They all went to UM together. And um, Juan went to UM and he, you know, so he was friends with them. Then, and from time to time, he would come into Monty. So I had met him before. And so when he was get when his career was taking off, and they were working on that first album, Anita called me to come in and do some vocals over there. So I got to sing on Juan's album as well, a couple songs, like I think three songs on his album, on his first album. Yeah, that that and album I, was great. Cool. I remember. I, I think I met them in Key Largo. They did something down there, and mm -hmm. uh, it, you know they did you know If You Go and Angel, and he had some great hits. Uh, on yeah, there. very well, smooth. Well, very and, good. And you, you had some background. Band. Yeah, I sang background on three songs. I don't really remember. Let me see. Um, and he had Spanish versions of his uh, songs, featuring and presentation. Let me see if it shows up on this Discord. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't see it on here, but I know one of them was, uh, I can't remember. I can't even call him right now. Oh, I know. He, he had some hits, though. So, all right, just a shout out to John Cicada. Uh, look him up as well and find out, find his hits from, from uh, back then. I think it was in the 90s uh, when he was doing his, his big stuff. And, and that was produced by the Estefans, right? Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I just put in vocal credit on Discog. And John Cicada, um, it just says his name. It doesn't tell me the songs. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it says 
Morenos list did Company B. Okay. <laughs> wow. Some of these songs I don't even remember. It, looks like Charlotte McKinnon is uh, is discovering things about herself that she didn't yeah, know she was credited time. with. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, look. Here's the... Here is what you, um Distant Love is listed here first. Yes. And the singer's name was Will Cammon, which I don't think he's with us anymore. Oh, okay. Um, But, yeah, Will Cammon was the, the person I did the duet with. That is crazy. I don't even own a copy of that anymore. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is crazy. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm and glad also, we brought him up. Good. There is something else here. Um, I missed a group. Mm. Well, yeah, it was after this. It was so after all of that, and I started back at doing shows, and I was doing the background stuff, I got a call to audition for this group. I would go on, like, random auditions every now and then. This is somewhere around the mid-90s? Early 90s. Okay. Early 90s. And um, I was working at Monty's at the time, and a friend of mine called me, and he sent me, first thing he sent me on was for, like, to audition for some movie. That never happened. I got the part, but it never happened. And then I, then he sent me out to uh, um, to be an extra in a commercial, and Pele was the star. It was like a, a Coke commercial or something. I can't remember exactly. Pepsi, I think. Pepsi. And Pele, 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 Pele was the star of the, the commercial, so that was kind of cool. Pele then, hasn't played soccer in 20 years. He's still the, yeah, the so, name for soccer. Right. Whenever you, you think of soccer, you go, oh. exactly who he is. Yeah. And then, um, then the third call I got from him was to go and audition for this gr- girls group. And I'm like, do I really want to be in a girls group again? <laughs> so I went and I, I landed the gig and it was, um, I was actually replacing a singer because they were already had an album and had been doing shows and had a song on the radio and um, they were ready to release a second single and they got they were replacing a girl so um, it, and the group was called Three Times Love okay alright probably never heard of them and that which that song should be available on iTunes but I'm not exactly sure I have to check that out but I know there's a video on on, on um, YouTube for Three Times Love so how did you feel did it feel like deja vu all over again when you were going into another girl group being produced by a I guess a DJ or a record producer um it was a little different okay. um because it was a, no, number one it was a different genre yes. and um and then there was another strong singer in the group like with company B there wasn't company so, B you kind of all shared the 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 reins the lead right um not exactly okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll limit that but um so this new group uh, three times love group, yeah they had other strong singer so um but this um the next the, the follow-up single was one that i was able to sing so that was the next song that was released in the video and that was fun and we toured it was it was a smaller operation um r&b is a wasn't as uh it didn't cross over as big as it does now it's more it's the r&b is almost just as big as pop now so so when you say toured where did you go we we toured in um just the country so mostly the south East region and the East Coast, but we you know we did a sh- few shows in the Midwest like as well. That. But as a touring musician, okay, now all right, let's uh, go into a little personal. Where did where did Erica stay? Because as a touring musician, you got to give yeah. up a lot of things. So very much so. So that was difficult initially because mm-hmm. um, she was very young, right. and and my family, my family helped her. Um, my her grandma.
grandmother, my mom, um, helped a lot with her and um, her father's mom as well. And his her aunt, his sister Jillian, she um, took Erica for a couple months, I remember, on one time when I was gone. And Erica stayed in Connecticut with her and her soon-to-be cousin. Hey. <laughs> and um, so that's it was it was always family. I was very fortunate in that in that regard. But for the most part, um, throughout my career, it, it has been my mother. It's good to I have people backing most, you up. Yes. Yeah, I trusted her the most with Erica and and that is pretty much why I'm living with my mom at this time because you know, we were back and forth a lot and um when after Erica left for school, I stayed here because <laughs> I was still touring and um it just made sense. And now that um she's older, you know, and needs help, it I was already here and it just it just worked out the way it was supposed to. No, it sounds like you make uh, it makes a lot of sense. Family is important. If if there's mm-hmm. anyone that's going to back you up more than anybody else, it's probably your family. You can't choose them. You may not no. always get along with them, but it's family. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, family uh, to me is you know if you have a close knit family, that's great. But if you don't, you can acquire that. You can build a family with your friends, and you know just choose them wisely, and and you know and make a community for yourself with people that are like minded they have the same values and you know you can create that as well it doesn't it doesn't always work out for people that it's their their um immediate family or blood relatives you know do you feel like you've developed a lot of good friendships a lot of good relationships throughout the years yes yes of course you can count on Mm -hmm. you got a few people you want to shout out or or... (laughs) there's too many to call that's true that's true if you if you miss one they're gonna go oh (laughs) i know i have a lot of very close friends still from from um, high school wow, and college days and from the group that I've been in you know so and other you know musicians that I've worked with over the years that you know we're still pretty close and and nowadays with social media you can just keep up with people in that way you don't even have to make phone calls or visit as much like you, you used to have to so well and that's um, another reason that I developed this podcast is I like to talk to people I, I found myself uh, putting my face in my phone a lot and I said mm-hmm. you know what I'm not having any real deep conversations with people and i think this is a, a way to 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 uh to fix that fix that mm-hmm. in my life so I, i'm having a deep conversation with charlotte mckinnon and finding out more <laughs> and, and and then my listeners are getting to find out more about you as yeah. well and so yeah that's deep you're, you're getting yep. deep i like that I'm, you know I'm going deep yeah so no, touring musicians time. you know giving up their mm-hmm. their families a little bit and mom helped you out and now you're helping yeah, mom. mom yep so I, mom. you did the the southeast tour with uh yeah. three times with love three times love and our song was um our song was i can't believe i keep having these brain farts <laughs> having have, these brain farts you have our, so many our songs. song was i want to groove i want to groove by three times love <laughs> we our tour we were on tour with um swv oh that's great. and true and i remember we would do shows at conventions because back then they had a lot of conventions um the uh the bre and the jack the rapper and these were all like R&B conventions and the um and we I remember being on the lineup with Mary J Blige mm. at one, one time so that was how that, that feel was cool. <laughs> that was cool and Christopher Williams there were so many acts that we you know kind of were on the same billings with at that time and it was nice well, you I, know it was I, I was always really just observant watching everybody and how they conducted themselves and and trying to pay attention to their performances you know when we had a chance to see him 
because sometimes if it's a really big lineup, they're moving people in and out and you don't really get a chance to watch everybody perform. But um, or you're off to your next thing. You know, you've got interviews or whatever can be really, really hectic at times. But um, I I just tried to pay attention to what was going on and and how the ship was run. You know, who's in charge and, um, you know, who's the creative one and who's the most vocal and just kind of paying attention to the things that they're saying, how they treat their fans, all those things. I was just taking it in. That's where I would find myself most of the time. Charlotte McKinnon, you can be the you can do the best job that you want to do. You can be the best performer, give the best performance that you can give. But then when you you work with people that are on this other level, you you got to kind of learn to see what they're doing. How 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 do how do I get to that next step? And that's people that aren't even open. I feel like there's something to learn from everybody. And I would just pay attention. So. You know, yeah, sometimes I, it, uh, yeah. everybody be off to go and try to get pictures with or autographs from the stars that just perform. And there's another opening act before they bring on the next big star. And I'm like, I'm trying to watch the performance yeah. because that's where my head was at. One of the great but, things um, about sitting backstage is to learn about the sound and how they set up and how, how yeah. they make their marks and, and how they move across the stage and, mm-hmm. and, and interact with the crowd. And yeah, you pick that one person out there and you touch their, their hand and ooh, wow, that you just made that whole person's life with, <laughs> by touching their hand. Yep. You have that power when you're up there on that stage. You know, so you're... you're so you did this tour with three times did that love. Tour and that was a lot of fun and Big the girls one. were fun and you know we got our stories everybody has their stories and um and, and it was great and we did our music video for that which was the first time i you know had done a music video because i missed all that with the company b they um so and that was a lot of fun um, yeah tell me about that music video where was it it was it was shot here in south florida we we got a few locations that we did um our manager at the time was uh, Lewis Oliver from the Dol- he played he was a play for the Dolphins. I think what was Lewis a safety? I don't please know. oh please don't please don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't I'm looking up that, that video right now Lewis, for three I'm times sorry. love. I know, I know he's probably not even listening, but uh, some, some his, his fans. Oh, he might. might. This thing lives <laughs> out there correct. forever. But I, I'm looking at this uh, this video for three times love. I want a groove. It's on. Oh, cool. It's on YouTube, and yeah. there you are, Charlotte McKinnon, and all your glory. Dancing around in a shower. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. So we, you know, we we dance. We uh, part of it was shot at their their camp. Okay, at the Dolphins camp. Yeah, and um, in the locker room, I see that. Yeah, and on and the field. over at Bayside and out on a boat, we had a good time. And on a boat, and look at you on a boat. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, you know. So we did a lot of sports events and you know playing at benefits and stuff that they had for. They were doing fundraisers and all those types of things we did a lot um and that was all fun that looks like a lot of fun and you know you make a couple bucks while you're at it that's yeah and we that, were still young and my daughter's in the video at the end that's super yeah i think my sister was in it i had all my people in it well, that's what you do you <laughs> tap on your family first i just mentioned it. you know the first thing when you're trying to get projects off the ground you tap your family yeah. hey can even if it's to help this help me lift this furniture uh this put this set together and erica knows how to put sets together how about that <laughs> yes she does because like i said she's been around it her whole life so yeah yes yeah. so you, yeah you definitely added you definitely uh it's were instrumental
instrumental in her career that she's in now is teaching her about sets and and putting things together in artistic ways mm-hmm. oh that's cool and i found that video three times love look it up three x love 1993 <laughs> i want to groove it's yeah it's being hosted on uh zeke 62 nostalgia um uh, youtube so find that yeah there's yeah there's a few of them out there and the same video of course but yeah so um so after um three times love kind of diminished <laughs> okay um we, i i went back to monty's and i hung out there for a while and went back to doing like my session work and then picking up you know random gigs around did that for a while and i wanted to be home because i wanted to be with erica yes and you know f- so for i guess like the next seven or eight years i was yeah. home i'm glad you developed and- this relationship with monty's uh, th- and that's great that, that you you have a, a place that you can go and play and perfect your craft and entertain people while you're at it. it, it this is so nice. Big ups to, to Monty's for, yeah, for giving you a home. Time. And it, it's 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 home because it's five minutes from my house. Yes, exactly. It's outside, which is one of the requirements for me. Yeah, I, I pl- like being. I love being outdoors, and and it, it's an outdoor gig, so I, I just love it. And um, so I, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And I know it's a rough life sometimes as a musician when you're not on tour if you're a touring musician even for the um musicians here at home they struggle during the summertime because it's not that's not our season you know no it's so everything slows down and because the weather's nice everywhere so people are having events in their own city they're not flying here to do it and so that's less gigs for them and usually the musicians are hurting they're getting temp jobs and you know doing whatever they got to do to hold on for the summertime and i'm I used to be on tour during the summer. So, so I'd be out on tour in the summer and I'd come home and work during the, you know, the rest of the year. And, and that worked out for me for a long time. That's why I've been able to maintain. But um, so after leaving, I came back to Monty's. I hung around. I did, you know, more session work stuff. And um, and then um, I ran off to Cancun okay. and I was doing a gig over there for a few months. And um, I want to run off to Cancun. Back, How did you end up there? <laughs> Um, actually, a friend was calling looking for one of the singers from Three Times Love to do that gig, actually. And we couldn't find her. And she she just wasn't available. And um, um, so when he couldn't find her, I was like, well, what is it for? And so I went. Yeah. And I met. Well, I had a chance to work with this young lady that I met previously. She was doing cruise ships. Her name is Donna Huntley. OK. Um, come to find out she had been a member of oh wait let me start here so when i met her she came she comes to monty's with one of the my fellow musicians they were friends close friends they had toured together i think with cheyenne and he brings her to monty's she's hanging out and she's like charlotte mckinnon the charlotte mckinnon (laughs) i'm just looking like okay yeah right whatever and she's she's like no you sang fascinated and i'm looking at her and i looked at my friend and he goes i didn't tell her that (laughs) and she goes i know ish she goes i was actually in the group so (laughs) okay she was in the group later you know years later i guess after susan had left or something so she was there for a while it says 1989 to 1990 
1990. Donna, Donna Huntley. Huntley. There she yeah. is. So we became really good friends. And when I found out that she was on that gig, I'm like, I'm definitely going because I want a chance to work with her. She's done those cruise ships. So she was putting her own shows together for a while. They had, she had her own show on, um, on, on the cruise, on the cruise lines. And, um, I think that she had worked like 10 or 10 plus years on the cruise lines and she, you know, it's phenomenal. That's got to be an interesting life working on cruise lines surrounded by water yep. and not being able to get off of that cruise ship. Well, you, when, when they port, you do, <laughs> you get to go and see the city when, when they port with everybody else. So, right. Um, so she, you know, I, I got together with her and, and got to watch her work cause she put our show together and she was like, anything you want to learn. She goes, why are you here? She was always asking me questions <laughs> like that. So we just became really good friends. And then we started like exchanging books with each other and um, and just getting into these really deep conversations. And and she just was someone that really, really inspired me, became one of one of my mentors. And um, when I when we left Cancun, I said, OK, I'm ready to go and do something else. I don't I want to travel. I, I knew I didn't want to do the cruise ship and I <laughs> needed something that was uh, conducive to my lifestyle because I have a daughter. Now, this and with Donna Huntley, was that on a cruise ship or was that nope, directly in Cancun? It was, it was just in Cancun. Cancun. We had a show called Las Vivas and um, we performed at the convention center and a few other venues. And then when that show was over, she and I just put some, there were three of us at first and then the other, other young lady left after the first show ran. Right. And then um, the, the two of us put some shows together and she had spoke a little Spanish. So <laughs> we enlisted some dancers and got costumes and we did like um but we would do these uh shows around town so it was kind of cool very we cool. did it we did it we did a tribute to like uh gloria stefan on one one show we did a tribute to uh, uh janet jackson on another show it was a lot of fun and just you know paying attention to you know she was teaching me about the lighting about staging about uh dialogue and we you know i had to write everything out and it, it was it really helped me step my game up as a performer you know so i i will always be grateful to her for that um and when i came back from that i was i had decided that i was ready to do something else i didn't know what i didn't know how right i was remaining open to it and i was turning down all these gigs that were coming my way just you know the local gigs again and um so what, what was coming your way i mean people were calling and saying charlotte mckinnon can you do this for me yeah well yeah just the local gigs again being this r&b band being this pop band being this wedding band whatever and i'm like i'm not available right now but i can help you until you find someone right. you know i still take some work but um i'm not gonna um commit to this right now because i'm looking to do something else oh well what are you trying to do i'm like i haven't figured that out yet <laughs> right and right nothing in your days, head that, that could, nothing no, nothing was in my head at all i i was leaving that open for the universe because that's how i that's how i felt about it i just felt that whatever it was it was going to be bigger than something that I could imagine. I didn't know what it was. And I, that's the energy that I was putting out there. I just said, it's going to be bigger than something I'm going to imagine. So I'm not even going to bother to imagine it. I'm just going to say I'm open right now. And that's what I did. And for 20 days, I did that. And on the 20th day, I got a phone call. And it was to go and be a sub to sub for Casey and Sunshine Band. Uh, bu- 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 what? What year was this? <laughs> this was 99. 99. Life could be changing right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, you know, there were other things in the interim. There was this group, LaBouche. LaBouche, Their yeah. took off for a minute and they wanted me to come. But, you know, I had Erica. So they were in Europe. Right. That didn't work for me. And, you know, a few other things, too. And then I just had to turn down. So um, because I wanted to be around my daughter. And when I went out with Casey, it was for a weekend. And they called me and said, can you cover, you know, these three days? And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so Casey and the Sunshine Band, are you kidding me? Right. And um, so I'm like, I love that music. So I started listening to everything. And then they sent me the music. And I met up with them at the studio, a, re a rehearsal studio, South Florida rehearsal studio, one of our favorite spots to go and rehearse all bands around town. That's the, and, name um, of the place, South Florida. Yeah, South Florida Rehearsal Studios. Been rehearsing there for as long as I can remember <laughs> with almost every band that I've been in. Well, I've always liked Casey because we share the same birthday, January Aww, 31st. January 31st, yes. Yes, and I'm from Opalaka, Hialeah, in that same area. Okay, <laughs> nice. So after um, the, the, the weekend, I did the gig, and Casey was really nice the when I first met him. I met him, actually. Didn't meet him until Soundcheck, the first day, the first show, yeah. which was at the House of Blues in Chicago. Oh, okay. All the way to Chicago. All the way to Chicago was first show, and I can't remember really where the second two shows it's were. Like One you're, was in you're living 20 minutes away from each other in Miami, and uh, and you meet each other in Chicago. Yeah. Isn't that so odd? I, I had rehearsed with um, the band and the other singer, Maria De Crescenzo. Okay. The cool. lovely yeah. Maria. The, oh, with a voice from God. Oh, she's oh, amazing. That uh, voice. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we do the show, and Casey is hilarious. He's just smiling at me the entire time. His face is lit up. Yes. And I'm like, wow, he's a really, you know, friendly guy. Is he always like this? And everybody's just laughing, whatever. He's, you know, he was happy. Uh, so, and then he asked me, could I do the following weekend? And I'm like, sure. You know, and I'm like, okay. So then after that weekend, they asked if I could stay on. But this is also and in Chicago? You stayed a week in Chicago? No, no. We did. We were in a different city every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Every day. Every every show, you're usually in a different city. Yes. But it was his schedule was mostly weekends and summers. Yes. So that was something that could work for me. Yes. And I could be there at PTA meetings and, you know, school plays and take her to school in the morning. And, you know, I was like, this could work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so and that lasted 12 years from, wow. from from one weekend to 12 years. And Erica, you know, graduated from high school while I was with Casey. And yep. So and not so only did you find an amazing job in the entertainment business, you found a job that worked around your schedule as a parent. Yep. Hello. <laughs> the, yep. the best of every world, Charlotte McKinnon. Uh -huh. When you believe and you open yourself up to it, I think good things can happen. But you got to have the faith and you got to exercise it and you got to, you know, you got to put your work in, of course, you know. I, I had been working all those years trying to become the best performer that I could be and trying to have the best attitude about it. It was really difficult after I left Company B not to be bitter about music. I was at one point, but, you know, I learned to let that go right. and keep it moving. Yeah, a lot of so, people, uh, you know, believe that if you put it out into the universe, it will come back to you. And indeed, it seems like that's what happened, Charlotte McKinnon, for you. You never know when it's going to happen, though. It can happen yeah. 30 years later it can happen the next day you never know but you got to remain open to it you know and, so, 
so and that's not always easy with the rest of life going on around you you were talking about kc when you first got back together with uh company b and he would give you a shout out and you would sing a little bit of fascinated i got to see that firsthand you were probably 30 feet away from me when uh <laughs> when kc said hey here's charlotte mckinnon she's of company b and then you came out and belted out fascinated could you do it in a higher key could you do it could you do it right now just i know you're oh my goodness up. just do it do it for me i'm fascinated by your love toy. yes oh those chills they came right it's back not warmed up at all right but back yeah, up my that, spine back then when we were playing i forget what song we were playing at the end of was it give it up no it wasn't give it up it was some kind of jam we were doing when he does the intro so it's in a higher the jam was in a higher key than what fascinated is in and that's and i didn't know that i'm just belting like right, right. but you know when you're on stage your adrenaline is way up so you're you're able to do some things you probably didn't think you could do hey i don't and, know um, these things i'm no singer you are the, you are the, the singer charlotte mckinnon it was the keyboard player nick marinovich he's a really good friend of mine he goes by nick marino now okay he, he's got an awesome career you can follow him you can look him up on youtube on 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 um you can google him shout out but, nick marino um, he, yeah, uh, Marino. So he was a he was a um, the keyboard player then, and he goes, Charlotte, you know, you're singing this song like it's higher than the key that it's in, and I was like, oh my goodness, you know. So that was that was kind of cool, but yeah, hats off to Nick, hats off to Casey for all the opportunities that he afforded me. You know, a better life for me and my daughter, and allowing me to stay in music and on that level, you know, and all the the great shows that we did, being on TV and a movie and a commercial and just so many, many opportunities that I, I wouldn't have gotten just hanging around here in Miami or who knows, over in Europe where, you know, I'd yeah, be you could have been with LaBouche. <laughs> yep. You could have said, be my lover in that, in that LaBouche. Yep. <laughs> Want to be my lover. Yep. That's it. That's it. So, um, that, um, that, that was a great time. And, you know, uh, so I joined Casey, I want to say May 99 in December, early December that year I got a call from my friend Rachel Leslie uh-huh. and I mentioned before she and I were good friends we met at the Clevelander she was a cocktail waitress and I was singing in the band and she goes I'm a singer I'm like well come up and sing something so at the end of the night I brought her up and she sang a song and blew us all away and we were like damn this girl can sing yeah. so we started she was already singing you know with other bands and stuff And but she was a cocktail waitress there and on Sunday nights when we played and um, then we started using her to sub for the other girl that wasn't Sherry that wasn't when Sherry wasn't there mm-hmm. and um, so late Rachel and I became really really good friends and we just connected immediately and we stayed in touch with each other she moved away to Vegas and she gets a call to go on tour with Jennifer Lopez oh. and they and they asked her who would she want to sing with and she said you got to call Charlotte <laughs> so they <What>? called me <laughs> All my gigs have come through referrals from other musicians and friends that I know. That's why you got to be nice to people all the time. (laughs) 
be a good person. You never yeah. know. So yeah, they I, might help you pay your rent one day. You know, I it's think possible. Three Times Love was the only gig that I ever auditioned for. Like, yeah. you know, so. Well, I, I, I flew out to L.A. and went to the rehearsals. You know, I downloaded a bunch of her stuff. Well, I went actually went out and purchased as I wasn't that technically savvy in 99 for downloading. But I, I went out and purchased her, um, her CDs and started listening to all her songs and flew out to L.A. and, you know, went through a few rehearsals. Casey had had a couple weeks off. So yes. I went and um, and we did two weeks rehearsal, one week in L.A., one week in New York. And then we flew to Europe and did some shows. And it was the Love Don't Cost a Thing tour. She was uh, launching her um, J-Lo brand, the perfume and her clothing. And she was also um, uh, promoting the, which movie was it? Um, I want to say Made in Manhattan. Let's go with that. <laughs> I think it was that movie. Excellent. And so she was promoting a movie and that she's such a savvy businesswoman. Like she, I paid attention to that too. Like Yeah, she, I imagine. Um, <laughs> I imagine you learned a lot from Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, from everybody. She would, when she, she doesn't tour constantly like Casey and everybody, but when she has a record, she does her promotional tour. She drops her... The movie career. Um, the, she drops her uh, her other product lines. She always launches a campaign for them at the ah, same time okay. as she's doing her musical promotion. So and smart. then the movie was coming, everything comes out at the same time. And she goes and does one big, you know, promotional thing and comes back. So, you know, they we get to Europe and there's this big private jet with her name on it. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're flying through Europe on a private plane and it was so much fun. And, you know, meeting all those people and everybody was really excited because it was the, you know, she was huge at that time. Yeah, just, just flying on a private plane with Jennifer Lopez. No big deal. <laughs> In Europe, no big deal. No problem. Yeah, and she was friendly and, you know, we were the only girls besides like her um, style and makeup artist because the the dancers were male and the rest of the band members were male so we were the only other girl so at times she would invite us to come and hang out with her you know so that was fun and we'd go up and sit in her little first class section which was like two huge couches that led out to beds so i was like now nah, this is dope <laughs> yeah this is the life okay <laughs> or, this is what i've been know, working for <laughs> yeah or when you know we're doing our fittings we have a little girl powwow with her when when the girls like the guys would come and do their fittings and then we would come and she would come in and, and what your girls wearing? What, what y'all, you know, you know, she was friendly with us. So that was very nice. And, and one, I remember one really nice thing she did, um, it was after that tour, we were in New York rehearsing for, um, was it? Yeah, we were rehearsing for Saturday Night Live. Oh. And it was close to Valentine's, I think. And um, Luther Vandross walks in. What? And he serenades her. This is when she was dating Puffy. So uh -huh. he, he serenades her as a gift from Puffy. And she's just smitten. It was, it was, she was like, oh my God, is this for real? And I was like, yeah. Yes, girl, you better enjoy it. So we're all sitting there and she's being so sweet. So we're sitting there watching her, you know, get serenaded to by Luther Vandross. Everybody's, it's, it's a draw dropping moment. And afterwards, yeah. she was like, come sit with me. And we went, went over and sat with her 
her and we're talking with her and everything. And um, I think her, she, she had just gotten a cover of a magazine or something. So I had gone out and bought it. I'm like, can you sign this for me? And she's like, yes, of course. And, um, and I get a phone call from home and my daughter's on the phone and she's like, you have a kid? Oh my God. And you're out here with me? Let me talk to her. What? <laughs> That's and so sweet. Erica on the phone. That's so sweet. And how old was Erica at this time? Like nine or ten. Nine or ten. Does she have any awareness of who Jennifer Lopez was? I guess. Of course. I guess she had some kind of awareness. Sure, she did. Of but course. That's fantastic. Did, yeah. To tell yeah. the kids at school next day, hey, I just talked to J Lo on the phone. No big deal. Yeah. So she signed it to Erica, and that was that was a moment. Well, I got to give it up to uh, Sean Puffy Combs, Good. setting the bar high. You know, why don't you set <laughs> Luther <laughs> Vandross? <laughs> who can keep up with that <laughs> come on man. wow and just the, just i had been to several of uh luther's concerts you know and um to but to hear him and see him in person like that he was kind you know he, he said i don't mind everybody saying but i just i really would appreciate if you don't wa- you know i don't want people walking in and out while i'm singing so yes. we're gonna close the door and once the door is closed no in or out like that yeah. and he goes these are some tracks that i use when i do like television you know like talk shows or whatever and he puts the music on and he sings for her and he just he sounded exactly like the record exactly like And there's three girls in this room were you all melting well the the whole band oh okay i don't know how many girls there were in there well she asked the girls to come sit with her on the couch but right were you all melting yeah yes i could just imagine crazy it was a moment boy like can you believe this just happened everybody's like can you believe what just happened every I, yeah I, i'm, I'm having was, the, the vapors right now social media so can you imagine oh I, i'm imagining <laughs> it right now luther vandross just walked in and just started serenading that girl oh my goodness can you, ma- can you imagine that live feed oh, that's, beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful okay so you've had some moments in your life there charlotte mckinnon and <laughs> that was a moment that was a great moment with that was a moment. jennifer lopez j lo oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and later, you know, in Europe, though, right? Late, part of me in, in Europe. What part of Europe was that? No, that was in that was here. That was after the Europe. That was after. Came back, and we were in New York rehearsing. New York, and we were we were gonna do the um uh, we were doing um Saturday Night Live. Yes, okay, yeah. the Saturday Night Live. That's right. And I think Night I remember Live. that episode. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, and that, you were you were back up with with Jennifer Lopez or, or Casey? Yep. No, with okay. J- with J Lo. I, th- so, I know Casey was on SNL as well uh, at one. Point. I was never on there with Casey. Oh, so sad. Okay. All right. But, uh-huh. hey, but with J Lo, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it, it might have more. been a situation where they didn't take his whole band or something. I don't know. Or that was when I wasn't with him. Right, right. It might have might have been just before. It might have been just before. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering, but uh exciting. You with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, that was, yes. That was in New York. And then later that uh month or or was it before? We had we did the we did another show. No, 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 no. Back up. SNL. What, what was SNL, SNL like? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! Yeah, yeah. This is a that. show that's been on since the since uh, the mid seventies. So, hello, <laughs> this is a big yeah. show. It, for me, it was kind of like just like that moment when you met Casey. It was like that, like you know, it was just an, a wow moment, and um, like I can't believe this is my life, and yes, just kind of taking it in and seeing what the TV world is like. You know, who did you meet at SNL? Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I was kind of, I had a, uh, I had a friend that came up to visit with me. My, um, 
my ex-boyfriend's mom, she came and hung out. So I was hanging out with her That's a, a sweet bit moment after that. For her. And, yeah, it was. I that was really nice for her to fly up too. Yeah. She was like, I'm not gonna miss this. <laughs> and so we, we, we Oh oh I can come was, to SNL with uh, Charlotte McKinnon and J Lo. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, be there. I'll be there. She, yeah, she came and that was really sweet. So I hung out with her for for a minute. I hung out with the band and Chris Catan came over and hung out with us and Will Ferrell, he was real cool with the band too. You know, real really friendly and cracking jokes the whole time. He was he was funny, really funny guy. And um Chris he was just smitten with uh J-Lo so he was he was hilarious as well but they they hung out with the band and, and we thought that that was really cool you know because sometimes I remember the, they did they did that uh that uh mango uh thing yeah. together yeah <laughs> did you get to watch any of that uh yeah uh, rehearsal and yeah there was one rehearsal that they ran through and she was uh I I know that they gave her her script like a couple days before to kind of go through and so she didn't have much time to learn all this so I was really impressed with you know her professionalism she nailed it that is the absolute most famous mango in my mind uh, when he did the, the character mango was there before but when J-Lo and mango got together that was fire it was incredible <laughs> and they had that fight and she goes I'm Puerto Rican I will cut you yes <laughs> Yes, I was thinking, oh, was boy. that made up on the fly or was that written? I don't know. Was that scripted? Because that was fantastic. So, yes. She was, yeah, she was such a natural. I, I'd give it to her. She was, I, I could have really appreciate her talent be, and being able to see it up close like that. So, I mean, you're when you're a fan, it's one thing and you're watching them on, on the movies or on TV or whatever. But, you know, with movies, you get to go over those lines over and over and over and over. Like, when we did the end laws we shot for three days that one thing three days you know and then we'd be there like a full day for three days right eight hour days they're shooting different you know segments of that one scene and um when you're performing live you get one chance guess what you get one chance so you know just perspective of it all you know and and just really appreciating what people do you know you don't get to see sometimes the work that goes into um a lot of these uh performer performances now snl you get a dress rehearsal it, it is performed all live correct or yes, was there a little backtrack it was performed live i think they started doing that backtrack after they had that little incident with um tv started doing backtrack after the whole uh what was it uh, uh halftime thing with with janet i guess yes after that then then the live shows had to have a backtrack so oh, that they I could correct it. anything thing like that from happening well, prevent things like that from happening live on tv but yeah that was live yep and what, what year was this that you were on SNL? Right. that was in 2000 2000 uh, fantastic and you met that great cast and you worked with jennifer lopez uh, just oh it, i mean and it, was it a dress rehearsal and then the actual show and, yep and i mean how did that how, was that they did do one taping for they did do this like wednesday thing or i think it was a wednesday thing or a thursday Thursday show or something so we did have they did do a, a rehearsal and a taping for that and then on saturday they did a, a taping for saturday okay so you have backup see a lot of people don't know that on snl well no i think no it was saturday's show was shot live right the thursday or whatever thing they did was shot for some other little thing that they have i'm not sure about that i'm not exactly sure but the saturday show is definitely shot live so maybe for, for promotional uh, support throughout the 
week. You, you shoot that little thing on Wednesday. So I'm not even you sure spend the whole exactly week what that at, was. At, you spent the whole I, I week. I think they had like another showing or something. Maybe it was like a syndicated thing. I okay. don't know. Gotcha. But you spend the whole week in New York uh, doing the perform or uh, rehearsing for SNL. Mm-hmm. That's got to be an amazing thing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated. Fa- hey, I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm fascinated by by the uh, the whole the whole thing of, of Saturday Night Live. It's just amazing that you could put a show on and and almost be flawless almost every week. And, you know, at least to to my untrained eye, I'm sure the performers are saying, "Ooh, I flubbed that line. Ooh, I should have said this. Ooh, I should have said it that way." But to- you, if you pay attention, sometimes you can see them like almost l- crack a laugh or something, yes. or you know, or make a, a facial expression or something. But you know, and then you'll know that then maybe they kind of slipped up on something but for the most part they nail it yeah and i've heard performers on, on many uh, different podcasts where all right when when uh, you say this line you got to lean all the way to the left so you stay out of the camera when we go to the different camera you know mm-hmm. so and, and you as a performer that has done some tv and some movies you you know that you have to step out of people's camera angle at mm-hmm. some point so i mean that, that's just all right snl 2000 good job jennifer lopez where are you going from there charlotte mckinnon <laughs> back to Casey. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, yeah, I stayed with Casey. I ended up staying with Casey. Um, yeah, he gave me a little heat for that. Why? I did just a couple of shows to, to, to do the European tour. And, um, but, you know, that was, I just felt like that was an opportunity I could not turn up. I need, I at least needed to see what it was like. And I said, I don't even know. She might not even, they might not even like me, you know? So, I, but I got to take this chance. So I went and I did it. And I did the, I did two other shows with her. I did SNL and then we did uh, a pregame show with TRL for oh. the, Super Bowl that year. How cool is that? How and was then that after experience? That, that was a lot of fun too. It's, it was a lot of work. It was outside. It was hot, and you know, so but it was fun. So, what does your mom um, think about this? My baby, she's on TV. Yeah, my mom, she's not so excited about that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, Parents are funny that way. She's happy. Yeah, she's happy that I'm happy and I'm living, yep. you know. They want you to go to school life. and become a doctor. Yeah, yeah she'd prefer <laughs> I would finish school. So, um, but, you know, I had to turn down the future gigs that they called me for with J-Lo, which they called me a couple more times. And, you know, after I said no, uh, you know, a couple more times, they they didn't call me anymore. That's right. But, they move um, along. Yeah. yeah, they move along. So, because I just... Just felt like, um, you know, when I went out with JLo, I'd be gone for a week or two. Yeah. But with Casey, I go do the shows and I come back. And in the summers, Erica could say she would go and visit with her dad who lived in D.C. or oh, okay. at one point he lived in New York. Uh, New Jersey and she or she would go spend summers with him and be in camp you know and then or, or the weekends when you know I'd have activities for her but um, J-Lo didn't allow me to you know I'd have to be gone too much so I had to say no and that's basically how I made my decision Very uh, smart. Uh, about not continuing to do shows with her and you know she didn't tour that much either that was the other thing and Casey was work year round right right and so, you know you had your weeks off and you worked the weekends yep. and you could 
could still be a mama. That's great. Yep. It seems so, like the best fit. Yeah. And uh, and and over the years, I, with Casey, I turned down a few more gigs. Like, um, uh, um, oh, why can't I say her name? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. I was talking about her last night. Natalie Cole. Natalie Cole. Wow. Natalie you Cole. had to turn down a, Natalie yeah, Cole. I, I got a call to come oh. and do a couple of gigs for with Natalie Cole, but I was out with Casey. Yeah. Um, I had turned down a, a gig with Shaka Khan. Oh my! Yep, I turned oh. down a gig with um with uh, Mary J. Blige. No. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, uh, you know, but you got a lot of what ifs, Charlotte McKinnon. I made you know I what made if the decision based on what was good for my life at the time. Yes. You know? A background singer can't afford to bring her baby on the road, but <laughs> you know. Understood. I mean, you make enough to to pay the rent and uh, you know keep a roof over the heads and put food yeah, in the belly. Yeah, and put her in a nice camp and nice private lessons for things, but, you know, it really wasn't feasible to try to drag her around the country, nor was it fair to her. Right, you know? right. She's so, got her friends and school mm-hmm. and stability, and you got your mom that's helping you out. That's fantastic. Uh, you so know. it worked out, and, you know, happy. And, and yeah. an opportunity, I did have an opportunity to audition for um, Cirque du Soleil at one time. What? What were yeah. you do with them? <laughs> what, what, what kind of act could you do with Cirque du Soleil? I was, as a singer, they have singers. Sing on a high wire, like upside down, juggling? No, at, you know, uh, for some of the shows, you know, all, a lot of the music sometimes would be live. Well, you know, like I know the shows in Vegas, they would have live music. And um, but and, and even if they didn't have, if it was track, they would have live singers. Oh. So sometimes the singers would be behind a screen and you'd see a silhouette or sometimes they'd come out in a costume in the interim of the act or during the act, you know, and the, they'd have singers. So, yeah, yeah. but that, that I would ha- have to do my training in Canada and... Oh, I didn't want yeah. to drag Erica there, so no, there's no way, there's no way. It sounds like you you found the best track for your life, Charlotte McKinnon, the best. Yeah, way with to the go. boogeyman. I stay with the boogeyman. Are you kidding me? That that, that <laughs> song and, and a lot of uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band songs are my my go to karaoke songs. I sing boogeyman oh. almost every time I do a karaoke. And you know all all the things that you've been talking about. I've been developing, uh, putting together a playlist for Friday night. I'm at the Rab in Conway. Arkansas, yeah, of all places. I'm in Arkansas, baby. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have a regular show on Friday nights. So as you were talking, I'm putting together a track list and, and the, I'm going to play all your songs on Friday night with Aww. all your various bands and, and give you tribute. And, and uh, of course, I'm going to promote the, this podcast as well. But, uh, yeah, Charlotte McKinnon, man, I'm having a good time chatting with you, learning more about you and, and how you reached the, the goals that you have reached and the places that you've been. It's Fantastic. So are you still with Casey, I guess? I um retired my boogie shoes okay. in twenty twelve. When when was in, it? In twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah. It was time for me to, you know, to try and do some other things. And at that time I thought that I wanted to move away uh-huh. for a while, but that didn't really happen. <laughs> some other things happened that um I ended up staying here and um and I stayed um I worked locally 
for about a year and a half. What kind of job did I you started, do? And then I started back at Monty's. Monty's. South Beach, uh, wedding bands, bar mitzvahs. Hey, I, I, I miss bar mitzvahs. I, I did a bunch of them when I was in South Florida, but I haven't done one since, mm-hmm. I was in, since I'm here in Little Rock, Arkansas. Where are my Jews at? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a Jewish community here somewhere. Yeah, there's, it's huge here, and the weddings, the people come from everywhere to have their weddings here. Oh, yeah. Especially Jewish weddings. So oh, oh any wedding, learn, really. Had to learn all the, the horrors. <laughs> the hava, nagida hava, nagida I love those songs. I love the melody. I was lifting up an empty chair as you were singing that, uh, you know, trying to, but I, I guess I shouldn't lift an empty chair. It probably is bad luck of some kind. Uh, hopefully somebody will be in that chair while I was lifting yeah. it up. I'm sending chills up my spine. Every time you sing, Charlotte McKinnon, Aww. I love it. I love it. Oh. Well, you know, I really, really love those melodies and, you know, um, so... Yeah, klezmer bands and and all that clarinet, just fantastic. That was fun, and I got to meet more musicians and you know just networking and and um at one point when I was with Casey, I had started to sing some. I wanted to sing some Caribbean music, you know, yes. it's part of my heritage. So I started singing with some um, reggae bands and and down at Monty's I sang with um sang some, um in a soca band. So um I was learning what soca more band? Soca what soca band Oka, um islander yeah you can shout out everybody this is your yeah, podcast islander mr carl jacobs who's now he's he's from trinidad and tobago and you can google him too and he's he has a really the song that i love most is um trini to the bone trini to the bone trini it's a singing it's a sing, it's a song about his country and, and it's a beautiful song i love it and i had a good time with carl he um when i came back he's like hey you can come Come back into Monty's anytime. He was the musical director at Monty's at the time, the entertainment director at Monty's at the time when I came back. So he gave me some gigs and I started singing soca with him and doing a little bit of everything else. So um, that's how I ended up back over there. And, you know, some other bands, like I said, the, the wedding bands and corporate bands and um, and yeah, what else? And I did a food on your table and, and roof. Yeah, your head. big time. Beautiful. And, you know, back to doing session work, of course. Now, okay. Okay. Um, now, okay. Monetary wise, uh, do you do you think you can make more as a touring musician? You got to give up your family, but you could be a touring musician, and, and or can you make a living as a local musician? You know, five minutes, an hour away from your house. What do you think? What What's better? What do you feel? Um. Yes, but you have to strategize with both. I think right. because um, as a touring mu- musician, your career depends on that other the the celebrity's career. Like you know, if they decide not to work you're out of work you know so um and some people like to take longer vacations or longer breaks or they go in the studio to record and they're not out touring so you're not working so you know it's 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 you know you you have to have some strategy there and you definitely have to um save your money for the for the rainy days correct but but yeah but with both i think yeah you could just strategize because there's a definitely a slow season for singers in in miami anyway that we are slow season is the summertime and if you could come up with something you know a house gig or something during that time then yay monty's something yeah yay monty's 
something that could work for you that could be, you know, lucrative. Yeah. I mean, I have my my two or three gigs a week that are pretty steady and mm-hmm. it, it makes a little living. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not the talented singer that you are, but, uh, you know, I'm the DJ, you know, I'm the guy yeah, in the back. You know, I'll play your songs. Oh, thank you so much. I do appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you. It, it depends on your life and what, what, you know, what you need, what your needs are. So some people need or live a more excessive lifestyle and they need more money. So they need to make the big bucks on a regular basis and my life does not require that <laughs> right live pretty simply but, you, you, yeah you take care yeah, of yourself so. and your mama and I make and I make sure to save a lot when I am on tour. So, you know, I came back to Monty's. I was doing the Caribbean thing for a while. And then I ended up in the studio with one of Bob Marley's sons, um, Kimani Marley, doing some background for Kimani, who offered me a, um, a position on tour with him. So I started touring with Kimani. Well, doing, I, I used um, to meet up with the Marley's kids in, at Guitar Center in, in, uh, in uh, Kendall uh, all the uh-huh. time. Uh, how many kids does Bob Marley have? Do you know? Not exactly. I don't. <laughs> I don't, but I think it's like, I think there's one sister, maybe I know of one sister, but there might be two sisters and then, let me see, Steven, Ziggy, Rohan, Kimani, <laughs> Julian, Damien, that's what I know. That's like six or six or between six and eight, something like that. So you got to work with Kimani. I mean, did, yeah. uh, what kind of conversations did you have with him and, and, and what happened there? Oh man, Kimani, he's a sweetheart he's he loves music and that was the foundation of our relationship and um it's it was pretty much all things music and he's a family person you know he's got kids and you know so we we talked a lot about that kind of stuff and he he was a very kind man on the road with us he was good to to the band and you know friendly and he's like a lot most times wherever the band was he was he was like we're a family so we'd hang out together and that was cool we go eat you know we get in the city and we all go eat and Kimani's right there you know so unless he had like promotions to do if they had to have him out doing interviews or you know so this is a, a tour that you had in uh... yeah well I toured with Kimani we did uh, um some we do some spot dates occasionally but then we would do some tours too so I went to Europe with him wow. I went to um I went to South America with him and so yeah it was a lot of fun 2014 somewhere around there mm-hmm. Yeah, 2013, 14, and 15. Wow. Three years of Kimani. Yeah, kind of on and off because in the interim of that, I was also touring with um, Barry Gibb. What? (laughs) (laughs) This is an interesting turn of events. You go from Kimani with the Caribbean stuff. I'm guessing he's doing Caribbean stuff as well. Um, Yeah, he does uh, reggae. A lot of reggae, yes. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the legendary Barry Gibb of the Brothers Yeah, and I want to say I had done one gig with Barry prior to landing that gig with Kimani. I think that's how it worked out. I think I, I did one gig with Barry. It was a local gig or like one or two gig, two local gigs with him. And they were talking a tour, but they never it never really manifested. And then um then that's later on I ended up with you know touring with Kimani. But I, I know that I, I remember I'd gotten a call to if to to find out if I was available to do the bear some bear stuff with Barry back when I was with Casey and I had to turn it down. Now he's in Fort Lauderdale now, right? Didn't, he, didn't they move to South Florida? Barry, who Barry? All, all the Gibbs, really? Well, the, he's the last surviving Gibbs. Yes. Yeah, they've all passed on. Yes. So he's the last surviving.
surviving brother. But in South Florida? Yeah, he's here in South Florida. Yes. I think he's Miami Beach. I think he's. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you met up with him and. and Yeah, I did a couple shows with him. You know, I have some friends. A lot of the musicians in his camp are all from, you know, we're we're all former UM, you know, music grads. And um, so I knew a a few of them. And uh, my very good friend, Lisa Richards, um, who's a, a local singer and she in in her own right has done a lot of stuff and she has music available on um all the platforms but she has music on itunes as well lisa l-e-e-s-a richards look that up yeah look her up yeah before you before you move on from barry gibb the first 45 that i owned was got to get a message to you hey oh did i get a message to yeah that's a good song oh my goodness i played that over and over and over back in the 70s you know as a small lad a baby baby dj even before i was a dj i was djing for myself his repertoire oh my goodness He's got a hundred hits. catalog, <laughs> not, not only has he written, you know, some great hits, but he just has so much great music out there, even songs that weren't big hits, you know? Right. And then, then, and then the, all the stuff that he's written for other people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jeez, you know, you're, you're talking about songwriters and such. Uh, George McRae, I got to meet him back in 2007 or so, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And he wrote Casey's songs, you know? Uh, and Casey wrote songs for him. And too. Casey wrote songs for for him the, or the <laughs> rock your baby right. okay maybe i got it backwards he wrote rock your baby for him yeah that's right yeah that's right so that's what i was thinking oh, man yeah and just how things are interconnected in the music business and how you meet right. one person and maybe years down the road oh you know what let's work together because i remember how how well we worked together before and, yeah and you develop these relationships and you've been doing that developing relationships throughout the years since 86 when you got out of high school uh you know, go. Was it uh, Coconut Grove? What, what was it? Coral Gables. Coral Gables. Yeah. yeah. What's the What's the mascot? Cavaliers. Yeah. What's a Cavalier? <laughs> <laughs> I think I owned a Cavalier, a Chevy Cavalier. Terrible oh car. My Terrible. <laughs> Dan, you're a mess. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so Barry, I sang with Barry. Um, there were two, two, yeah, there were two shows, local shows. There was we did a benefit for um, I think the Diabetes Foundation. And then we did a show at the Hard Rock, and then there wasn't anything. And then I, I went on tour with Kimani. I was doing some shows with Kimani, and then for about two years, I was flip-flopping. Okay. And I was going out with when Barry went out, I went out with him, and when I wasn't on tour with him. I worked either at Monty's or I was out with Kimani. And and then I got a call to go to um, Korea. What? With a man over in Korea. And I went for two and a half months. I was like, okay, I don't have anything at the end of the year. And I went to Korea. Sure, why not? Let's go to Korea. Why not? And sang in a a city called Jeju. And it's an island called Jeju in South Korea. And that was a lot of fun. Um, So So what kind of music are you doing in, in South Korea? We, we, oh, top 40. That's cool. A little bit of everything, whatever the audience want to hear. And we, so we um tried to do, like we did a nightly, a nightly gig. It was six nights a week. And, um, and we just, we tried to put a show together where we did different genres every night. So we just really put together like three or four shows and then just kind of rotated them. Yeah. But it was, it was fun. It was nice because I hadn't been to, um, I hadn't been to Korea 
Korea. I hadn't really been to Asia much. I'd been to Japan once, okay. but I hadn't really been anywhere else. Who did so you go I to Japan like, with? I went to Japan by myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is just a vacay. <laughs> well, not really. It was a little business thing too, but I did kind of a little, um, what do you call it? Um, Recon? No. Well, yeah, I did sort of, um, you'll have to forgive me. I'm, my brain's just Oh, that's fried. all right. It's still early <laughs> been working so much. <laughs> um, you know, as an artist, it was kind of like a, a little showcase that I did for some promoters. And, oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So it was just something that I did on my own. And then I, I linked up with some other friends that were on tour that were over there. So I got to hang out with them while I was there. And I, I kind of subsequently set it all up around their tour. I knew they were going to be in that city around that time. So, you know, it was cool. That's cool. And you, then, weren't, you weren't completely alone in Japan. No, and no. As an I artist, you're, you're doing different things. Uh, you know, you got the reggae, you got the the Barry Gibb, you got the Casey and the Sunshine Band, you got the J Lo, and you you got different genres, and it's giving you a creative outlet as well, Charlotte McKinnon. What, I mean, how do you feel about working with all these different people? That is great. Very blessed because I know that it doesn't come easy for a lot of people. You know, sometimes it's just being in the right place. Sometimes it's um, you know, it's not. Sometimes it's not all based on your talent or your abilities and sometimes it's just based on who you know and and I just I thank God that I, I have had the privilege to to work with all these these wonderful people as well as all the people that I work with locally you know some really talented musicians that I learn a lot from and that I uh, um I take a lot from spiritually too I think you know just kind of feels my spirit meeting all these different people that are so talented that is fantastic. and that, that they love what they're doing you know and to and we we all encourage each other and you know at times I'll meet people and they're like I want to get on the road and I was like stay open to that it'll come you know and keep putting it out there in the atmosphere let people know that's what you want to do and you know it'll come it will that's how I feel about it and you know you'll find your way and I said sometimes it's it's better to have an agent that can help you you know get there or you know and don't be afraid to take gigs when they're offered that they might pay a little less but they're going to give you an opportunity to meet some people that could open other doors for you now you, know? you, you mentioned your agent I need to go ahead and uh and and have you give a shout out to your agent because as soon as I reached out to you about the about doing the podcast, your agent was was right on top of things. My manager, Gail Hoyer. <laughs> yes, I'm being managed by the agency partners. Um, so uh, this is a, a a new collaboration. Um, I just signed with them, and I'm pretty excited to be doing some things with them. They're very supportive and um, very um, helpful, and you know, helping me organize things for my career and, and try to move up move in a different direction now you know um there there aren't too many tours coming my way lately so. no it's, it's nice to have somebody on your team that to yeah. at least keep you organized yes you yeah. you're the performer and and me you know I'm, I'm just a lowly dj and i go and i set up my own equipment and you have to have a team to get you to the next level to set up all your speakers your microphone make sure that all your marks are set up on the floor so you know where to stand you know where to be and you have to have a create a team to get to a 
higher level. And that's well, you, you know, have. I learned to do all those things myself over the years, yes. especially working with all these different bands. I, you know, we're wa- watching a lot of times with Casey, we'd go to sound check, and sometimes I would stay and I watch what the crew were. We'll see what's happening, you know. And I learned a lot. I took notes. So yeah, um, a lot of yeah, times people will ask me, "Hey, do you need help carrying your equipment?" I said, I, "You know," and I joke. I, I've been looking for a roadie since 1986, but nobody <laughs> knows how to put the stuff back in my my vehicle properly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you have you. I mean, when you yeah, because do- you have it, you develop a system that works for you exactly. Right. So yeah, that that's the objective here. That um that that with the ag- agency partners that we develop this system and 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 can can look for for bigger and better opportunities for both of us you know Fantastic. to grow so well she's working hard for you she was working yeah. all night long you yeah. know it's funny I'm, I'm calling her and i guess it was her time maybe 10 30 in the evening and she's still mm-hmm. working for you it was great <laughs> it was so good yeah and, gail know, is a sweetheart she and she is very diligent you know so I'm excited about about our partnership. I'm excited for you, Charlotte McKinnon. Uh, so we're we're in Korea still, and this is uh, 2013, 14. Well, no, no, mm-hmm. fi- no, no. You did the uh, the Kimani until 15, so maybe this yeah. is like 16 so, that so you were in Korea. It's probably like the end of 14. It's probably the the end of 14 when I first went to Korea because I went twice, oh. and it was in between. Like I said, like I think that year that that for, in in 2014, I think it was I I went to Europe with um I think I went to Europe with um was it no I had done a the US tour here with with Barry okay and then we did um and then I went out with Kimani in Europe I think that summer I, I it's kind of a blur well not to brush then, over the legendary Barry Gibb what kind of th- stuff did you do on tour with Barry Gibb was it all BG songs or was it some new things first, that were going on the first tour I did with him was like a tribute to his brothers the oh, mythology gosh. tour and that was BG's. Yes. that was pretty much all BG's. and then um yeah we did that mythology tour we did in australia wow and then we did it in europe and we did some date and we did it in the u.s and then Barry re- uh, recorded and released his album and we did the promotion for it and we were scheduled to perform to do a tour in Australia and that didn't happen oh. so we're waiting to hear what's next <laughs> so you're still in, in, in touch with Barry Gibb and still part a part of his yeah, new projects yeah whatever they call me for I'm game I'm like I'm there it, you know I, he's amazing man what a um a true talent he is like just to watch him connect with the musicians when we're in rehearsal and then they just start vibing and I just love that about him because that you don't see that often like uh, most of the artists they come in they're going to rehearse what they need to rehearse and once they get that down they're out you know but Casey, no th- this Casey is an artist a musician too he would come in and yeah. play and he would like well you know remind them oh well on the record we played it I played it like this you know and, and he goes go back and listen and he says because i want to kind of keep it true to the original sound you know and um and he says and he, and he says you got to get more in the pocket and it's, it's a groove you know so and and he'd give them the the vibe on he play it on his keyboard and so i like i love watching that i love that they you know when the music just takes over that's how and these are I, people that have had staying power they've been around for so mm-hmm. many years uh, with the bgs so being from the 60s and and the 70s for casey so yeah Yes, you definitely have uh, some some mentors, some people that you can get 
get experience and knowledge from Charlotte McKinnon and and people are getting experience and knowledge from you right now on on this podcast and I'm so glad that you spent some time with me I appreciate that well thank you for having this platform you know this is this is a way a window into what we do and who we are as people because a lot of times people don't see you as a person they see you as this you know celebrity or whatnot I don't consider myself celebrity oh you're a celebrity Charlotte I watched when I was around Casey and all the other celebs that's how everybody sees them they see they see them as celebrities they don't see them as people they come up and start talking to them like they know them as a person and I'm thinking to myself how weird must that be to constantly have these strangers in your face talking to you like they know you they're calling you by your name and you don't have a clue as to who they are so most times they don't even introduce themselves they just come up and start talking to you and how weird must that be well and then somebody like Casey uh, you know when somebody comes up and says hey Harry Wayne Casey he has to probably search his mental Rolodex and and try to figure out do I know this person do I know this Mm -hmm. person and and I I think the celebrities now their thing is is saying great to see you rather than great to meet you because if you say great to meet you hey you've met me three times already (laughs) and it gets very embarrassing and very you know off-putting for somebody to to come up to you like that so yes I I imagine that next level and and Charlotte McKinnon I'm sure people have come up to you and said hey Charlotte McKinnon and you're like uh do I know you (laughs) yeah it's happened a few times and um even even people that I've known in my past that I don't recognize you know I feel like I've lived more than one lifetime (laughs) I've been doing so many different things and like I'll be off on this thing now and I've got a whole new group of friends and family you know that I'm involved with now for for this time oh for sure year or whatever and then I come back home and I'll run into a classmate and I don't recognize them you know and it's sometimes I was like I'm honey you gonna have to refresh my memory or I don't have my glasses on what's your name no no (laughs) and and, what street did you live on I'll just go there and I'll tell them yeah you you can only you can only keep about a thousand people in your head and that's for somebody who's young and very uh you know it's uh sharp uh, to keep a thousand people in their head and, and Mr. Uh, Mr. or Mrs. a thousand and one you're going to fall out of that head you know if you don't come around for a few months or even a few <laughs> years you know so um, but I was like I was saying I was flip flopping on that tour on those tours for about two two years I did it just going back and forth with between all those those shows and um, this 2016 2017 maybe 2000 2014 15 oh, and and maybe right into 16 right. and then i i um i got sick oh no what happened? and everything just shut down and i was i had a cold that just I, I was it was right after i came back from korea the second trip and um and i got the, i had a cold and, and it didn't go away and i kept going to urgent care and um they couldn't figure it out they just told me you know put me on antibiotics and a few months later i took myself to the emergency room and it was uh it was pneumonia and uh, oh. yeah and a rare strand and they um they kept me for 10 days and my immune system was almost non-existent at the time so that slowed everything down and um so i needed to figure out what was going on so i had to see a number of specialists um i saw a pulmonologist because i had some damage to my lungs from the having that pneumonia for so long because it was you know hadn't been diagnosed and um and then then they were trying to figure out why my immune system 
was so weak. And I was seeing an immunologist and a pulmonologist, and, and they sent me to a cardiologist. I was seeing all these doctors, and no one could figure it out. So for about nine months, I was seeing doctors. And finally, they diagnosed me with an autoimmune disease. And so I've been dealing with that and, and haven't been touring quite as much. But then, you know, good old friend Lisa Richards. <laughs> L-E-E-S-A. Yes, L-E-E-S-A. Calls me up and was like, uh, you think you might want to go do this tour with me? And I'm like, are you kidding me, Lisa? You know what I'm going through. She goes, I'll be there to help you. I think you can do it. So <laughs> I say yes and end up on the road with Joe Bonamassa. Joss, I know that name. Yes, he is a guitar god. Yes, he is. <laughs> So ended up on tour with him, went to some rehearsals in um, in Tennessee and um, and then went out for a couple of weeks. And it was phenomenal. Man, that guy rocked. And so that, you know, just like he's he's more like blues rock, you know, right. and like just a totally different thing, something totally unexpected. And I still wasn't as healthy as I probably needed to be. But I did have a lot of help. Lisa did help me a lot. And um, and I was very careful. Um to stay to stay well while I was out there but yeah you drinking um, your juice taking your pills doing what the doctor yeah, tells you yeah I, yeah I'm on some inhalers and whatnot wow. so it's like it left me with a COPD oh my so because of the the damage to my lung that left me with COPD and and this autoimmune disease which you know I had to start learning about the whole this this disease and 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 how to care for myself and so I started reading up a lot and went to some group meetings of you know with other uh, people that have the disease and some caregivers and um, uh, some representatives from the Fardis pharmaceutical company from one of the treatments that I was on and you know just learning as much as I could about it so that I could be functional you know functioning with this disease and continue with what I'm doing and my doctors now are all in awe of my progress because um, because of my singing, yes. it has helped my lungs so much. Like there's, I can't, the, the, the damage that's done is irreversible, but m- my breathing capacity has improved tremendously. And I think most of it is because I sing. Now, did you have any training as, as a singer? Yeah, at Miami-Dade. Miami-Dade, okay. Yeah. And did those exercises help you to, to improve on your lungs and, and your breathing? Even through and this the uh, constant disease, singing is because I'm constantly singing. Yes, the the exercises and the and that I'm constantly singing. So you know that's a big uh, organ that's working constantly to you know work produce. It. Yeah. So I was like, wow, God is good. <laughs> yeah. So pe- people with uh, an autoimmune disease, the COPD, and I, I don't even know if if asthma can be helped by yeah. singing or building up your lung capacity. Is that something that you've learned uh, through dealing I'm with not- this? I don't know that that is something that I should recommend for right, people. Right, right. It, it is something. It is something that has helped me. That's great. So I was always like very active. I like to dance, so you know I was dancing and singing so much with Casey. You know, it was it's almost like the timing. Like it, it, something in my spirit kept telling me it was time to leave. It was time to leave when right. I left, and there was like no other reason. Did you, you know, feel like you were running down at all, or, or not so much that I just felt like it was time to go. You know. 
know, and I did and I left and and I was struggling with that for a couple of years before I left, like maybe like about three or four years, I kept going back and forth with I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave. Right. And I didn't. And then I finally did. And um, it's like, well, what are you going to do now? I was like, well, you know me, I ain't figured that out yet, but <laughs> I will, <laughs> you know, I'm looking for, I just feel like somebody said something to me once or I read it. I, it was something that I read. Uh-huh. Like you have to, you have to, your intentions have to be that the universe is working in your favor constantly. And if your intentions are there, that's what you'll get back. That you'll be putting that energy out and you'll be receiving it. So that like, what, what, what good is going to come to me today? You know, wake up with that attitude. Even when things are bad, you know, they, how much worse can they get? They got to get better <laughs> from this, you know? So. Well, you're saying things are going to come to you, but you got to work. You got to put in the work. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you're not going to become a star, you know, oh, Hollywood's going to call me. Uh, you know, LA is going to call me. Uh, Miami's going to call me. New York's going to call me. No, no, none of those places ever called me, but it didn't stop me from getting work. That's right. That's right. You made a living as a singer, as a, a, a talent, uh, you know, not uh, painting you in a small box as a singer. You're, you're more than that. You're a dancer, you're an actress of some kind. Uh, I mean, do you, <laughs> you want to pr- pursue more of that or, or wh- where do you see yourself going from, from here? Or, or have we even gotten here yet? You're still in 2016 <laughs> with John Bonamassa. Uh, oh boy. So yeah. So, yeah. What happened after John Bonamassa? John Bonamassa, um, just more of the same. I came back. I went back to Monty's. Um, I did a couple more shows with Barry, you know, after yeah. that. I think right after that Bonamassa tour, I went to uh, Europe and did a show for the Royals with 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 um, Barry Gibb. And, you know, so I had several shows with him. That was when Barry was promoting his his um, his new album. Wait a minute. So, for the Royals in England? Yeah. Uh, who did you meet of the Royals? I didn't meet any of the Royals. Oh, no. Day, but yeah, it was a big show and they had a lot of acts. Um, Were they at least in the audience? Were they in the crowd? Or yes. The, yes. Uh, Camilla and and Prince Charles were definitely there. And I don't wow. know. I think um, the Queen's brother, I'm not sure of all, the, but yeah. The big, the ones, the names that I recognize the most were Camilla and, and Prince Charles. So how many people at this concert? Wow. It was, <laughs> it was, a, it was well sold out and I can't remember the name of the venue. Please forgive me for that. But um, um, what was the name? Who, who did I meet that day? Oh, the biggest star that I met that day was Dang! Dang, I've never heard of him. Charlotte McKinnon, you've met so many people. You've done so many things. I don't expect you to remember everything, everyone, but I'm sure it'll come yeah. to you. But yeah, it was Sting. You met Sting? Sting. Sting. No. From the police? Yeah, no, really. Of the police? No. You had to explain that to me? No, no, no. You didn't even have to explain that I to any of my listeners. I didn't understand what I was saying. I oh, thought I thought you said dang. That's what I thought you thought I said. That's why I said it again. So you said sting. it was Sting? sting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was walking I'm not editing anything. This was uh, yeah. this is my mistake. You said Sting, and I thought, what? Okay, you met Sting. Yes, fantastic. Overplayed <laughs> so many of his albums. Yeah. Played his yeah. albums over and over and over. Go. We got to hear, um, and we're we're sitting there. You know, everybody's doing kind of a little run through um, earlier that day. They, you know, it's supposed to be sound checking. You're doing a little run through or whatever, and we're sitting there, and uh, Lady Gaga comes out on stage. How about just you know, just no big deal, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Coming in. No big deal. Yeah, and they, well, right, we knew it was going to be somebody big because right before she came out, they just they announced no cameras, no 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 phone, no cell phones. Yes. 
So, so we're like, oh, somebody big is about to come out. Right. So, so how did that feel? That was cool. She was just, huge at that time. Woo. Just, I mean, still doing things, but, yeah. uh, you know, that that was her, her peak right there. Yeah, she was um, amazing to watch. She de- deserves all the success she's having. Yes. Right. She does. Say what you want. She's worked can, for, for what she's can, got. Yeah, you can see the you can see it and you when you see her live you can you hear it you see it you witness it yeah she's right where she needs to be yeah the theatrics the performance fantastic mm-hmm. she's worked hard to get there no i i honestly believe that regardless of how you feel about somebody's talent if they have acquired some success they have put in the work to get there yes on some level it might not be to your liking or what you think you know they the, the level of success that they deserve but if they're they, whatever level they're on they have worked to get there yes you can't get there any other way absolutely and that's that's gems you're giving people uh gems uh uh, pearls of wisdom right there Charlotte McKinnon uh, you got to put the work in yeah some people don't you know you don't agree you don't like their talent that's your preference that's just your um you know you don't like that style but that doesn't mean they're not talented and they don't deserve their 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 success no P- people that are quote unquote haters they they, they want to build <laughs> themselves up they're not trying to build anybody else up you got mm-hmm. to build everybody up and, and you Charlotte McKinnon you're you're building people up as you go along the way you you work with with people and you see interesting things interesting projects and you go yeah i'll try that yeah i got a couple weeks off Mm -hmm. let me let me go over there let me try that and 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 you try (laughs) things and you're not afraid to try things and see what comes of it you know and and that is what people need to know is you know yes no has to be on your list as well but say yes too. say yes to something out of your comfort zone (laughs) yes i mean well hey let's go to korea yes (laughs) (laughs) why not Yes. Okay. Let's go to uh, you know Cancun or what was it uh, somewhere in yeah. You know. And I got pictures of like for the last three years. Well, yeah, like three years, three or four years on my Instagram of all everything, almost everything that we've talked about. Oh um, yeah, you're I've a good follow. So you can follow me on Sugar Hip S U G A H I P, and you can follow me on Facebook Charlotte McKinnon, and um, hopefully I'll be recording more now yeah That's we didn't what even I talk about that do. sugar hip where did that come from and how long has that been going <laughs> oh I my we goodness finish it off there sugar, sugar it was sugar hips was a name that i was writing under i was writing i would write you know because i told you i do a lot of session work and stuff and sometimes i'd be like a ghost writer uh for our you know some up-and-coming artist or um a rapper a local rapper or whatever and i'd like sing a hook on there and they say oh what name should we put you under and i think i was like waiting out a contract with a, a label or something and I had this name this fictitious name that I was writing under for a while and I was using that name Sugar Hips and later I needed to incorporate for my music so I, I decided to use that name and that's where it kind of came from so it kind of morphed into Sugar Hips it fits when, perfectly like, think, it yeah. fits perfectly you're, you're you, <laughs> you know with your dancing with your hips moving and you being so sweet Sugar Hips yeah it all it all works out perfectly 
I've heard that before. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll hear it over and over that, and over joking, again. I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, but that's that's where that name came from, and it's it's older than my daughter, <laughs> Sugar Hips. Like I've been I've been using that name for so long, and and now it, it's you know become a part of me. So and and what are yeah. you recording? I mean, what, what where does it go from here? I guess I guess we finally yeah. come to now. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know I'm you're still dealing now. with the, with your illness. How are you feeling? Yeah. I'm feeling great. You know, I um I can't run anymore but I power walk I'm I love to power walk I'm like the master power walker and um but I power walk in the mornings and and I um uh, I go through my dance route my uh my show like go through the choreography I try to do that once a day and um and you know and sing sing the songs try to go through the show a little bit and um and then I perform at Monty's I'm there five I do five shifts a week I'm there on um Wednesdays and Thursdays from five to ten and and on Saturdays, I do a double shift in the afternoon and then at night. And then on Sundays, I'm there um, during the, the midday shift. And it's, you know, so all of that stuff helps so much with my condition. Girl, you're working. And- <laughs> Yeah, I work a lot. <laughs> That's and a steady job that, right there at Monty's. You know, it, yeah, it's a steady job. And, and, you know, and they give me the freedom to go and do my shows and come back. So, you know, I'll, I have a freestyle show. I love the, I love 80s freestyle at Miramar Parkway, November 16th. So if you love freestyle music, it's a great event to come to, come and support freestyle music. Um, I'll be singing Fascinated. Yes, you will. Um, yep. So come out and, you know. Do you know anybody who's, so who's billed on that? I'll be doing, hopefully, I'll be doing more of those shows next year. And um, I'm looking forward to doing some recording. So um, I've always wanted to do a Christmas album. So I'm, 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 I'm working on that. I have some Christmas songs out now that I did with my friend Billy Paul Williams. Yeah. Um, they're available on iTunes. So you can look him up, Billy Paul Williams and Billy Paul. Williams featuring Charlotte McKinnon. I have quite a few songs with him, some Christmas music and other music. So um even people that a- don't necessarily like Christmas, they like Christmas music. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, um, check out Billy Paul. Billy Paul's got a lot of great music out there. He's a friend of mine that um I worked with at Monty's back in the early nineties and we've been friends for years. He's the friend that brought that introduced me to Donna Huntley. And um he's he's over in Europe now. Yeah, he's and, being um, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. Nope, not that Billy. Not that Paul. Billy Paul. Okay, Billy Paul Williams. Okay, different Billy Paul. Gotcha. Different Billy Paul. So That's check out me. the music that I have with Billy Paul. There's a couple of songs. There's one that I love. It's called um, um, "We Need Love." Oh, we need love. I, that's one of my favorites that that I, I I've done with him and what I got. And there's quite a few. So, but they're all available. Like I said on iTunes, you can also find them on YouTube. So check them out. Maybe you might want to play some of that music as well. Oh. It's on the playlist for Friday uh, over okay. at the Rab. So come see me. <laughs> you got time to get to Conway, Arkansas. <laughs> oh my goodness! I haven't been to Arkansas in so long. You yeah. should come through. Yeah, was it 2009? Was that the last time you were here? Probably with Casey. With Casey. Yeah. Oh my uh-huh. goodness! It was so nice to see you when when you came around. That was such a, a hoot for me, uh, especially since I was bawling my eyes out after moving here. You know, and, 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 oh my goodness, you're away it, from everybody. Just, yeah, yeah, I moved Bro. away from everything. That I knew, and uh, you know, I started a new family here, and it was like, oh, that's that's cool. You know, I've changed changed my world from blue of the ocean to green of Arkansas, the natural state. <laughs> 
<laughs> so well, they, yes yeah so i'm you know working on that I, I would love to we're trying to get a single release before christmas of one of the songs so we've been working on it and just tweaking it now and hopefully we'll have that available what studio are you at now oh, i'm working with a friend um independently <laughs> okay i like that you know people with a computer and, and the right software you know and, and a good microphone yes you got a recording yeah. studio you can do that nowadays so i mean you know once we get it um we get the sound that we're looking for then we'll start you know working in a bigger uh studio but at this time we're just it's all pre-production fantastic there's always something new on the horizon for charlotte mckinnon sugar hip <laughs> so you're pretty much sugar hip everywhere uh, when you when people want to find you online right well i'm sugar hip on instagram and on twitter but on um facebook i'm charlotte mckinnon well it's it also is sugar hip as well i'm looking yeah it's as facebook.com forward slash sugar hip okay there you go <laughs> you didn't even know you branded sugar hip so well you did you did <laughs> <laughs> you're a brand sugar hip and that's been around uh, I, mean, I you know we, we only just came to that at the end of the, the podcast here and uh, you know and you've been using that since even before your daughter was born sugar hips because you're so sweet and you dance around with your little hip swing <laughs> <laughs> All right. When are you coming back to South Florida? Dan? Oh my goodness! My mom and grandma are still in, the, in Key Largo, saying, "Come home, son. Come on home. We got some room oh, for you. Well, come at least come to visit. visit. How often do you get back to visit? Haven't been back since 2009. I'm sad to say, and I need to get back oh, there. Yeah, you're a bad boy. You need to come home. I'm a terrible, terrible boy. You know, you're at taking, least to visit. Yes, I know. I need to see my mom and my grandma. You're taking care of your mama right there in South Florida. Yeah. Well, all right, Charlotte McKinnon. I think I've taken up enough for your time for the what makes you famous podcast thank you so much for telling me thank you so life. much dan i appreciate you <laughs> any last words for the people music is life well there you have it party people charlotte mckinnon the sugar hip Oh, she is singer, uh, just talented, just so talented. Oh, my goodness. She has had a life so far so good. Uh, you know, when you put your mind to it, when you put the work into it, you get what you put into this life. If she wants to be a singer. She becomes a singer. She wants to work with people that are, you know, greater, that have done things already. She does it. She does it from being in Company B, uh, starting in the girl group, even before that, you know, with the, the you know, the, Oh, or, or just concurrent to that, doing some gospel singing, taking some classes in theater, and just you put the work in, you get what you put in out of this life. A lot of people think, oh, things will come to me. They, they feel like, oh, things need to come to me. No, they will not come to you. You got to go to them. And sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone. I know that's a, a cliche, comfort zone, out of the box, you know, that kind of thing. But when somebody calls you, and gives you an opportunity, weigh it out. See if it's good for you and your family, and then do it. You know, if it feels good, you go do it. If it feels like it's something that's right for you, you go do it. She's <laughs> Charlotte McKinnon has been all over this planet because she's put the work in. Uh, you know, from being in her own, doing her own thing to working well with others. You got to work well with others. You never know where those uh, meetings and and those people that you work with 
They could become friends and they could become uh, good colleagues that'll help you in the future. So always be a nice person. Always do good things for people. Always build people up. Don't try to tear people down. That is just the wrong way to do it. You got to build people up. And as you're going up through this great life of ours, uh, you know, bring people with you. If you have uh, somebody that says, you know, I need, I need to learn about that. I need to know. Uh, people ask me all the time, hey, how, how do you get into this DJ stuff? I'll let you know. I'll do it. You know, I, I know as a younger person, you think, oh, I got to keep this all to myself, keep all this knowledge to myself sometimes. And you think, oh, if I tell somebody, then they're going to be more valuable than me. Well, to, to succeed in this life, you got to take people with you, build them up, teach them, and then they in turn will teach others and everybody will be happy. There's enough room on this planet for everybody, enough space to do what you want to do. Uh, you know, turn turn what you love into a job. And that's what Charlotte McKinnon has done. She has turned the what she loves. She could have worked at Burdines. Yeah, she could have stayed there and been employee of the month. Yeah, she could have done that. But uh, no, she went on to bigger and better things. And it's taken her all over this planet. And I see nothing but good things coming to come from Charlotte McKinnon. So excited. I was so excited. Thank you so much for being on the program, Charlotte. And thanks for listening, my fine, famous people, my fine listeners. If you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you. Give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email me, info at radiowhat.com. That's it for this edition of the What Makes You Famous podcast. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want with some great, great quotes. A good restaurant is like a good song. You feel as though it is yours, even though everyone sees it. Anonymous. The music you want. RadioWhat.com. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. <laughs>